At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Anthony. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. You know, sometimes I think that people... <laughs> Focus with you. I can't. What did I do? It's just I look up and I'm like ready to talk and start the show and Lane's just like giving the goofiest look in the world. Um, that's my smile. That was just your face, right? Jeez. No, what I was gonna say is I think people might think that we like fast forward that that intro <laughs> part because we read it so fast. We do. Well, it's you know it's we've we've memorized fa- a lot. How of fast it. can we read it? How fast can we read it? We're this like time. ninjas. We read it. Oh this? my gosh. Anyways. Hmm. We're in it. We're in it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, we're, <laughs> cool. So I mean, okay. After twenty, you know, you know, <laughs> attempts here, I think we're gonna just stick with that. I like that. Oh my god. About that. Oh my gosh. This week we are covering uh, flight to the Ford as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. And don't miss your connection flight. Thank you. To the Ford. <laughs> to the Ford. Which is weird because it's a car too. So right. Um, actually, this week we have a lot of interesting characters, some history connections as well. In oh this my chapter. gosh, a lot so, of stuff going on. It's it's, it's going to be our shortest episode yet, guys. So, really, don't get too comfortable. Just you know, get the cliff notes, and we're going to breeze right through it. Right, right. Yeah, we are. Okay, we it's going to be about an hour and ten minutes, and uh, we'll Dude, get you out of there. What out, did you put in this in this coffee? Yeah. So, um, uh, in honor of Mister Frodo being bulletproof or knife proof or whatever, we are drinking bulletproof coffee. Uh, I've never had it before. Ezra's never had it before. Uh, so not only did he try Marmite for the first time, he's also trying bullet, Bulletproof uh, coffee. Uh, so it's it's on this weird keto thing. I don't even know what keto is. I just see people doing a lot. But I okay. heard this idea. It's supposed to make your, the energy or something for coffee last longer. Are you Because it's me? mixed with fats. You put uh, a sizable amount of butter in it and, and coconut oil. I'm going to be up all night. I know, man. Well, we probably shouldn't have. Well, no, 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 it's good that we drank it now. But it's, I was, I wanted to trial it out for like, because I drink so many cups of coffee every morning. Sure. So many. And 
it, I don't feel any effects. And so I'm hoping maybe this will, like with one cup, because it's rich, isn't it? Oh my gosh. It's dude, almost I, like a, it's like a better cappuccino. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, or like, I don't know, latte. I don't even know. I, I don't know what to compare it to, but I'm hoping like with maybe one cup of this, we'll do the same as eight cups of dark rose oh, black it's, it's doing it that's for sure i'm i'm just a little shy there's something in it because we have we are jazzed we're ready to I go mean, <clears throat> wow you have to have all your senses about you when you're dealing with the black riders and if, yes well, if you're if you're drowsy if you're tired <laughs> right you're in trouble you're in trouble and we're not going to be caught with our you know <clears throat> yeah in the out in the woods yeah that's what he's trying to say yep. okay let's dive into a uh, quick council here we're, we're, we've already, kind of already did it, didn't we? We, we kind of already did. But uh, we have a couple things we want to mention, I think, in Quick Counsel um, that are significant to us. Yeah. First of all, um, surprise. Yeah. Or you guys, <laughs> are you guys shocked? Su- surprise. Fortnite. We, uh, not <clears throat> just kidding. That's you right. Know, we said we were going to be back in a fortnight. How but cool does it feel to be doing here. this? Like, And for us, too, this is... Uh, we recorded the uh, last episode last week, and we're back here a week later recording again. We've never we've never done this as no, we have. It's the first time we've ever done this, and it feels so good. Yeah, it does. Um, it's exciting actually, and you know, it's uh, it is a little strange, you know, but uh, it, it feels more connected. You you had mentioned this. What's that, strange about it to you? Well, um, the fact that the chapter doesn't feel like it's so far away, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because I can re- I can honestly remember a conversation we had. 14 well you know less than 14 days ago seven right. days ago now so, so that's what a week is right i think i think yeah i don't really know but anyways um <clears throat> so surprise we're we're happy that we can kind of i think what we're going to do is is possibly continue with the reread every week i think so so we're gonna have to fix the Fortnite farewell to that at the end we of gotta, the, what are we gonna say i don't know what we're gonna say weekly well wishes wow, there you it is are a slogan master <sighs> It just is it really a good skill to have? <laughs> well, we're using it in this podcast. I don't know if you're using it anywhere else in life, but it's really <laughs> paying off here. That um, stinks. I, I like we will still say it just for the heck of it. We'll put it in parentheses. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Fortnite farewells. Um, Formerly Fortnite farewells. Oh, there we go. Oh, there's another one. So, guys, sorry. This is inside of how we work, and it's <laughs> you're seeing how the sausage is made. There it is. Um, now, another quick announcement, too, that we wanted to kind of, um, well, th- actually, just something we wanted to talk about, I think, is the fact that, like, I think we're a little taken back the, this mm-hmm. past couple weeks here, you know, just just with, yeah. like, the response we've gotten on the podcast, the Facebook page, the group, and on Patreon. Yeah. Very, uh, I'm very, like, flabbergasted. I, I don't know what yeah. else to say. Like, oh, I, yeah. Because... Every time I, I look up, there's more people coming in from around the world, listening, uh, sending us Bywater Post emails. Some people just sending us, you know, a, hey, how's it going uh, email. Um, a lot of people chatting in the group. So we're yeah. learning stuff every day there. So um, I think I just wanted to kind of update people on a few things. Well, actually, I, I had I had a note here um, to kind of recap, like, the involvement. When we first did this, mm-hmm. I think we just sat down and thought, we're going to do this for fun, have a good time, yeah. and go at it, right? Right, yes. And so what's blown me away is that people are not only just listening, because we were like, ah, maybe they'll listen. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It is what it is. Maybe yeah. we'll make a, a few friends along the way. Yeah. That's exactly my, that was my, that was my, you know, what I hoped for. Right. I mean, it was yeah. you and I rekindling our, our friendship, getting back uh-huh. into what we love. Yeah. And then we've met new friends. We've started like a book club. Yeah. People not only have liked the page, but they've gone the extra step and they've reviewed on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or reviewed the Facebook page, yep. 
Um, and then you've got people sending in their Tolkien stories. Yep. Right. Responding to the chapter. Yep. Which is, which is awesome. You, we, you, you heard know. it in the intro today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, submitting songs. Submitting we have, songs. We have people, you know, yeah. singing and sending them to us now too, which is pretty cool. Which is, which is super cool. You know, and then like the next step, which has kind of blown us away even more is that people are going to Patreon and like supporting us. Mm-hmm. But it just, you guys have no idea how much that means. It's, 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 it's awesome. And so, you know, I got a message from, uh, MW Wolf just kind of saying like, um, happy to double my pledge while you double the podcasts. And I was sort of like, so I sent this to to Lane and I was just like, it's time. Like (laughs) there's no more messing around. If people are willing to do that, then you get, you're going to get a response out of us just yeah, because, absolutely. you know, it, it just, it means a lot, man. It's, it's, it's not something we ever really thought was going to, Mm-mm. you know, um, take that type of direction, but it, it's just a lot of fun and we're, we're really enjoying it. So we wanted to give you guys that little, that little update. I don't yeah. know what are your thoughts no, on I'm just kind of, I'm dumbfounded by the, um, by all the positivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all the messages people have sent us, um, the emails we've received, uh, the, the shout outs on Instagram, um, uh, and on Facebook, the participation in the group and the page. It's, it's, it's just unbelievable. I don't know. It like, it blows me away with, what were you going to say? Well, people talking to each other on the group. That's exactly. The, too, exactly. A lot of times I, I dive in there and there's like a, there's this thread going that's, I have to go back and read 15 different right, comments right. because people have gone in and right. made, made, you know, connections to the chapter and it honestly helps us go deeper with the text and and what have you well i think i think you said it too right i think a lot of a lot of podcasts are all about like this is our show this is our audience right that's never what we wanted that's not how we look at it that's not what we have right this is our podcast this is our collective all of us, our that means people listening, everyone, yeah. our, yes. our book club, our group, all of us all together, you know, that, that it grows daily. And that's the really exciting thing is because we, we're all learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have cool points of view that we bring. Uh, we can all share connections to the, to the stories that, I mean, like we had never even thought of before. It's, it is so cool. And the other thing too, as I was thinking about this, I'm thinking yeah. about this a lot actually lately is I don't know if I'd be rereading these books right now if it wasn't for our book club. Mm-hmm. You know, we got into it, like you said, to reconnect uh, with each other, to reconnect with something that we love, and maybe yeah. make a few friends along the way. Um, we've done all those things. Right. And now I feel like this this drive in me to, like, this accountability to, to get to know Tolkien better, mm-hmm. to, to take uh, my love for these stories to the next level, mm-hmm. to go deeper yep. into the histories, yep. to... Um, to ask more questions where before I was like, eh, it's okay. That's fine. Like, I don't need to know all the details behind it. And, and still, I feel you that way about like some things. I, you, were, you, you know, were, and I still am. I still yeah. am, I think. Um, I'm opening up a little bit. I'm, right. I'm getting a little more adventurous. I'm leaving, you know, the doilies at home, I guess. Well, you're starting to wonder what's what's out there in the white spaces. Yeah, the white spaces. Right? You're starting sure. to say, hey, sure. I wonder what's out there. It's just that time of year, I think. You yeah. know, I, I need to get out <laughs> need to get out of the Shire. <laughs> and um, so anyway, it's but, but I think a lot of a lot of that has to do with with this book club we have going on and it's just, it's pushing yeah. me in a direction I love and it's, I mean, it's cool. Now, now Goldberry and I are talking about like, um, cause, cause Sarah wants to like read the books. She's never read the books yeah, before. Yeah. Wow. So, so with this, uh, you know, happening and me reading more often, she wants to, to join in too. So we're going to find a way to do that together, which is amazing. So a lot of cool things happening, man. That's awesome. A lot of cool things happening. That's so, really cool. Well, you know, that kind of yeah. leads me into, um, just just another update, I guess, is that we have we have two things going on. Uh, we wanted to kind of update you since we've 
done this little surprise here and we're gonna we're gonna continue once a week with the reread um we are then shifting the histories of middle earth um sort of a hobbit's guide yeah we're calling it hobbit's guide uh to the histories of middle earth yeah because ezra and i are both there's we still have a lot to learn uh we've never presented ourselves as tolkien experts no right no. we're definitely not we are just um hardcore fans that love the stories and know that we have a lot to learn still and um so we want to take that to the next level and really dig into tolkien's other works mm-hmm. uh that that inform this story that we have uh, before us right now, and yeah. we want to do that in a um, yeah, like a, for, a show format, right? Yeah, we do, and, yeah. and basically, kind of like a like a it's it's a it's a little bit of a risk. You, we're stepping back into some text that you know you and I have kind of you know looked at a little bit, but not yeah. really, yeah, actually a vague on. a vague knowledge. Yeah, but we haven't dove in there, really, right? You know, because it is intimidating, and there's a lot of stuff going on. So right. we wanted to say that here uh, with you guys, so that way, if you if you are kind of on the fence about, I don't know if I want to get into the histories or not. That's okay. The podcast is going to stay, mm-hmm. you know, um, we get the histories. Like this chapter has a bunch of that, those connections yeah, in there. Totally. We learn a lot about Glorfindel that I didn't know about yeah. until we got into this chapter. And I was like, holy yeah. smokes. Yep. I, I've always loved him, but I didn't know how much Glorfindel. I loved him. Glorfindel. Glorfindel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been waiting to shout that for like oh, I'll be months shouting now, man. Multiple <laughs> times. I'm getting a shirt too that just says Glorfindel oh, with a ton of O's. Yeah. Just, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love so, it. So, um, cool. but an update there on Patreon. We're gonna make that new tier where you guys can go on there and you guys can grab a T-shirt. So I'm in full mm-hmm. faith. Just gonna go ahead and say, mm-hmm. working with Traxler on that. You guys can hop in the ten dollar tier. Yeah. And get Traxler that going. Brothers. Traxler Brothers. Yeah. So big shout out to them. Um, they're working with me on on a way in which we can get that done and. Um, you know, get you guys some some shirts or something. Get like a logo. Get something going. And they're so. actually a local company. They do all. They don't just do shirts. They do embroidery. They do a bunch of woodwork. As they I was do. even telling me. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about them guys is they match uh, t-shirts purchased with giving shirts to like mm-hmm. homeless shelters yep. and churches. And so it's kind of like a Tom's model thing where what you buy they match that with um, a donation to someone who needs a shirt on their back. Right. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, they do uh, good work to partner with a yeah a company like that. So we're yeah. excited about that too. Yep. We're good definitely people. With that. Good people. So, so, okay. Also so, want to thank Christine for that song real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. At, the, at the beginning. Yeah. That was amazing. Cool. It, that's the first submission we've had of someone actually singing. I mean, <laughs> did she do it as well as me? Yeah, yes, she did. She better. Way better. Uh, but um, so that was really cool to hear some of, uh, well, someone's voice, um, you know, yeah. singing a song oh. from Tolkien. Heck yeah. Pretty so awesome. If you guys have Beautiful. any more of those, you can either send the audio file or call the voicemail, whatever works best for you, I guess. Um, last update there on the histories and what we're going to be doing. Oh, so sorry. we're yep. going to read the three. We're going to read that. Uh, the Great the, Tales. The Great Tales. Yeah. Um, each book this summer. So July, you'll have an episode. That's right. Um, you know, comes up Baron and Luthien. August. Yeah. And then August is <laughs> then, uh, Children of Hurin. Good. And then in September, September, we'll be reading The Fall of Gondolin. Right, which will be coming out at the end of August, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so August 30th. We'll yep. read those. We'll post reviews there. Now, once that's done, if you're asking, well, when are we going to get it back into the old... We're going We're going to start with um, the um, the Lost the Lost Tales, I think. We're going to just yeah. kind of read through that. Yeah. Pick a, pick a story or two. This is month. when we finish the trilogy, right? Right. Once we finish the trilogy, yes. we'll go backwards and we'll start kind of from the beginning. Of yeah. the history so yeah. just just take our time and, and, and work through it but i think it makes it a little bit more valuable when you go to patreon it's like you're, you're supporting lane and i and then you're also getting some action you're getting some, some cool, cool stuff for yourself cool stuff. mostly i yeah. mean yeah that's that's a lot of what what that's going to be yeah, yeah going for so. so awesome guys thank you so much um what, what, what do we have next here 
Well, that's a connection to something on Patreon. So one of our oh. episodes dealt with dreams that Ezra and I have had. We both had some pretty <laughs> wicked, weird dreams. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you all have too. That you know, If you ever want to share them, that's, you, you have our message inbox. You can send it to us. Yeah. But um, uh, Ephraim Menchaca uh, listened to this episode, and he had a, <laughs> a connection to Ezra's dream. Do you want me to read yeah, this? Please, yeah, please read okay. it. I, yeah. This is this was like months ago. And we were like, I was like, Ez, did you ever read I that didn't get a chance to see it, yeah. interpretation of your dream? He was like, No. So for the dream, you'll have to go. You have to go listen to that on Patreon. But here's here's Ephraim's interpretation. He said, for Ezra's dream, him being late signified him missing a chance in life, a chance he might be presented with now, but can't identify with because he isn't the same person anymore. That's why he brought up the ex later on. He knows. I bet she was hot, he says. <laughs> but the dream whale actually ties in because like Jonah in the Bible, and the dream whale is referring to a dream I've had my whole life, mm-hmm. the whale doesn't kill him, but gives him a second chance to follow God's will. Mm-hmm. 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 Ezra's whale is another chance at something else. Basically, it all says, this is not all for you. You got a lot more coming Get ready for a new opportunity, dude. This just, are you getting chills down your spine? This is as? crazy, man. I've not. This so is, how weird too that my dream tied into yours, right? Yeah, oh. dude. This is so cool. I don't think we. we, we I'm not going to give anything away about our dreams because they're yeah. pretty wacky and crazy. But well, um, mine's actually a kid's book too. Yeah, yeah, that I'm writing. Is, right. So yeah, mm-hmm. that is so unreal. Thank. I'm glad you read that. That's, that's pretty uh, cool, huh? That's so pretty, thanks, Ephraim. That's pretty, I'm gonna have to think. Awesome. I'm gonna have to dwell and think on that for a little yeah, while. Get back so. to him. Tell him yeah. if he yeah hit any nails on the head. Yeah, I think he did. Okay, let's move on. Let's get out of quick council. Drop Longest eaves. one yet. Dropping eaves. What do we got? Well, our um, our buddy Mike Charles did some spying for us. And uh, I think this came out on Wednesday. But there were a couple of sources that revealed that Peter Jackson will not, will not be involved. Am I topping out? The, no, with good. the Amazon TV show. PJ's out. Wow, best news we've had yet. Just kidding. I mean, it depends on what you wanted I'm out of these. Kidding. Well, it depends on what you wanted out of the yeah, show. Yeah. If you wanted it to be a perfect tie-in to the films, you're probably going to be disappointed. If you wanted something new from a different perspective, from a different point of view, from someone else at the helm, mm-hmm. you might see this as welcome news. Hmm. You know, something that hey, okay, yeah. I, I'm I love Peter Jackson, but you know that's okay. I would like to see it through someone else's eyes. Um, he doesn't want to return to Middle Earth. And I, I, you know, honestly, I think that's very respectable. Um, Amazon reportedly really wanted him, you know, so I'm guessing that he could have made whatever kind of money from it he wanted. Yeah. But he, you know, I, and I think he also wants to do other things, but how, how, um, respectful and, and, uh, uh, honorable is it to say, I could go do this, make a ton of money. I've done a good job at it, but I think my time's done there. I want to do some other things. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, good for him. Um, I, that also tells me that maybe his heart wouldn't be totally in it. And that's a good thing for us. We don't want half-hearted interpretation of Tolkien. That's not what no. we want. No, yeah. Um, so anyway, I just I mean, that's pretty much it for the most part. Uh, so what does that mean? Uh, you, you know, a new vision coming. So many questions we have. You even brought up last week, is it really going to be a show about Aragorn's life, young life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that just a, a feeler they're putting out there to see the response and then maybe guide them in a direction? Ever, dude, I honestly didn't, that didn't cross my mind when I was reading all these articles, probably because I'm just naive. Well, but now no. it's all I can think about. Yeah, right. All yeah. I'm thinking about now is 
is it really going to be Aragorn? Is yeah. it, is it, is it going to take a different direction? Is that all just to throw us off? Now I don't know what to think. I don't know, as I don't know. Was the well, Aragorn, young Aragorn thing tied into Peter Jackson being involved? I don't know. You don't know. That's okay, though. I think it's, it's more room for us to speculate and stuff. I, I think there's, yeah. it's still looking like that may be the, the direction that they go. But uh, Do they tie it into the Fall of Gondolin with the book release and just make a show about that? That'd be crazy. Why don't they? That'd be crazy if they went back to first age stuff. That would be, uh, that'd be, yeah. that'd be something. Yeah, it would be. So You said it. I'm down. So that's pretty much all we have for that. Uh, the Tolkien biopic. Tell us your thoughts, too. Also, going back to that. Tell us your thoughts about the show. We've sure, heard yeah. a lot of cool things. Um, it's fun to just kind of put that oh, on man, Facebook. And as you guys and, find news, please, in the group, you know, yes. that is so helpful if you see things. Because there's just so much out there. It's, it's, it's difficult to kind of go sift through it all. So exactly. Lane does a great job with that. And you guys are really helping out on the, yeah. on the group by posting, posting in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thanks for that, Mike, too. Pointing us in the right direction. Old Boromir, his horn never goes amiss. <laughs> um, the Tolkien biopic, entitled Tolkien, still in post-production. Don't know when it's coming out. Still don't know where we're going to eat But before. we will mention it every episode until we do. We will. Okay. Because, uh, gosh darn it, I think we kind of brush over it. I want this film out. I want it out. Okay. Uh, Sarah has been watching a lot of Downton Abbey, and I've been sitting in with her. And, man, I tell you what, dude. All I, all I can think about is, because okay. they're in the World War One stuff, all I can think about was Tolkien's experience. They have all these soldiers with, uh, you know, uh, PTSD. And I'm thinking the horrors that they saw, the terrible things that they saw. And how this informed Tolkien's creation of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the the overall theme of these stories being death and loss and how to deal with that. And all the all the stuff that he lost and, and dealt with himself. It's it's I can't wait to see this movie. So Yeah. I'm with um, you. Yeah. Uh, in other corners of Middle Earth. So Ezra's Where Are You in Middle Earth right now is something that we put up on Facebook. And um, got a lot of responses. It was mm-hmm. uh, pretty exciting, pretty um, yeah. surprising. We're all in different places, but uh, um, very, very interesting to see. Uh, well, and I was just thinking, you know, I just wanted to kind of see where, you know, where people, where their headspace was. Yes. You know, we had the right. poll going on. Uh, not, to, not literally. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I would, I would like to read through some of these because yeah. they're hilarious. And I don't know if you've seen them all. Have you? No, I haven't seen them all, but okay. I've seen some of them. So Christopher Michael said, it's 94 with high humidity. I'm in Mordor. <laughs> Sean Ketchian, Shire, smoking pipe weed and joining in post-academic revelry. It's booming out, missing, missing, but missing fireworks. However, there's a strong food smell mingling with the sweet, natural countryside around us. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Matt Brady said, I-S-E-N-G-A-R-D. Isengard. I think that might be the only thing he's familiar with with Lord of the Rings, but hey, that's cool. I like it. He's an Isengard. He's probably taking some hobbits there. Uh, Jim SP said, small village in the kingdom of Rohan. Nice. At least at the time of this post, I was on a run through some smaller neighborhoods with large plots of land. At this very moment, most likely Saruman's Isengard, since we're all using technology, Tolkien's biggest no-no. Wow. We talked about that, too. We have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peter... Furichia? Furichia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in northern Pennsylvania, it's cold, so I guess Moria. I would imagine it would be cool under those mountains. Beautiful. And we've nice. had some cool weather here. It's been right, right. pretty enjoyable. I love it. Tyler Boots Road said downtown Portland, basically enlarged Hobbiton. <laughs> so Matt Brady could actually <laughs> so probably speak in, yeah. uh, to that. Um, Christine Beanie Clements, who you heard her singing. Yeah. Uh, she said Rivendell for sure. She's, in, oh, she's a little ahead of us in the journey. Makes sense. She's there. Yeah, uh, Stacy Woodrow uh, in Mount Doom, wishing it were the Grey Havens. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, hope wow. you get there. 
Yeah, really. We're we're headed we're headed well, we're kinda headed towards Mordor, so don't you know don't, don't wait jump up. on our backs. Yeah, no, that's no. right. Get back to the Shire. Yeah, don't wait Do up. it, girl. Jeremy Price said, You know that the scene you know that scene in The Return of the King when Frodo and Sam are lying on the rocks of Mount Doom as lava is flowing down the side. They feel accomplished from destroying the ring, but know they face the inevitable fate of death due to exhaustion. That's how I feel considering I've been outside in 100 plus degree weather working. I am in Mount Doom living a similar hell to both Frodo and Sam, only I don't have eagles to save me. Wow. Mm. Some dark yeah. places that we're coming from. This is amazing. Tish Monson, I'm in Bree. It's summer in Maine and there's lots of tourists. Strangers from far lands, either passing through or wanting to experience the tranquility of the nearby Shire. Isn't this awesome, dude? Oh, yeah. These are so good. James West. I wish I could be uh, in Isengard hanging out with Saruman slash Christopher Lee, my favorite character and the greatest actor ever. Yep. I think Saruman would actually put him to work and do some whipping, but (laughs) that's awesome that he, you know, that love for Christopher Lee is really admirable. Uh, Hannah Lee. I'm in the Shire eating dinner by the fire, watching the birds out the window. Definitely not at work trying to finish up for the day. Mm. <laughs> uh, Michael Upshaw. Just got back from date night where we had several frothy drinks. I'm definitely at Crick Hollow. <laughs> he didn't miss the golden perch. No. Yeah. Right? Is that, I don't yeah. know where that was. Yeah, it was. Um, Aaron uh, Segura said, um, the Dead Marshes? It's hot and humid in Cajun country. Bobby Ray said, without a doubt, Rivendell. Just the sheer beauty of the countryside I live and work in reminds me of Rivendell. Yeah. Yep. Bobby's awesome. I love Bobby. Yep. Ruth Paget, Rivendell for me too. Enjoying the last lovely evening before the heat hits again in Indy. A bit of a breeze. I think the trees are talking. John Ring, perfect name yeah. for this group. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I have walked with him many times, wise one. I don't know. Is wow. that cryptic? Is there something hidden there? Wow. I'm not sure. Okay. It's cool. Very cool. Cindy Baxter Kirk. Yes, Rivendell, the luxury spa of Middle Earth. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Yeah. Or the retirement home. Right. Caradras. It's, or I'm sorry. Selena Monroe said, Caradras, it's wintertime in New Zealand. Currently five degrees Celsius where I live. Jeez. Pretty cool. I'm actually sporting my All Blacks hat t- right now. You are. Uh, because the All Blacks are taking on France this weekend. Let's, let's go, go get team. it. Let's go, go get team. it, baby. Uh, Emma Rose Kolk, I'm going to visit my parents in hometown next week for the first time since Christmas, so I'm mentally in the Shire at the moment, stuffing my face with good food while looking out into a well-tended garden. Then we've got Thomas uh, Stepchinsky. In the heart of Mordor, I'm a teacher like Ezra and Lane at the moment. I'm surrounded by a bunch of horrible little orcs at the age of eight. <laughs> <laughs> that was us a while ago. Oh, yeah, wow. a couple weeks ago. Elodie uh, Boutillon. Mm-hmm. The Shire, always the Shire. All I do is cooking, eating the cooked stuff, and walks. That's beautiful. That's and awesome. then Tara Lynn said, I'm hunting mushrooms in the Shire and posted a nice picture of some lovely mushrooms. What's she hunting with? Maybe like a shotgun? <laughs> dude, what not, do you shoot those that mushrooms takes you with? Back to, yeah, you know, An axe? I'll never forget when you asked that. I know, dude. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that's okay. where they are, my man. Um, we that's have, great. I'm sorry that took so long, but I thought it was worth reading. Uh, no, yeah, the trees are talking, man. That's right. They that's are. great. Ooh, I love it. Also feels like we're having a conversation with you guys when we read that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, it really does. We haven't done it for a while. So yeah. uh, poll results, and then we're done with uh, with our drop and eaves. Uh, chapter 11 in the books. Are you glad to be back to ring business or sad that the side adventures are behind us? Let's go to Mordor with 77% of the votes and Old Man Willow. Tom, I'm gonna miss you. Side adventures, twenty three percent. So I think for the for it's unanimous. Well, not unanimous, but majority. We're, we're ready to plot yeah, on. Yeah, ready, ready to push on. And and I, it makes makes a lot of sense. We've got uh, a heavy burden on us. Yeah, we do. You know, 
and yeah, we uh, and we need to we need to get figure out that. what's going on. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we got we got a lot to yeah. do with this. So I mean, that leads us right into the reread. It's pretty um, perfect this week, and you know, flight to the forward, guys. Yeah, I. It's cool that we're doing like, when you do the reread. Like I now understand that title chapter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Much better. So, right. and in the um, movies, it feels like a quick flight. Like, sure. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a few hours. It's very different. It's very different. Yeah. It's a slow flight. It's more of a plight almost than a flight. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so anyways, let's dive into this. We got some stuff for uh, recap though before we get there. We do. We got a lot of stuff for recap Man. actually, and uh, this is good. This is what makes it a club, guys. Don't That's forget. Right. This is this is key. Um, so let's see here, Michael Upshaw, right? Yep. Um, so this is this is pretty neat. I, I thought this was interesting. Um, I hadn't put much thought. So I think the question we, we were just asking about last chapter, right? Yeah, this was just the thread for we posted the episode, and this was and the thread. thread. Right. James West said, "Awesome! I can't wait to hear it." He was excited, and then Michael uh, posted some reaction right. to yeah to to basically Aragorn, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the idea yeah. that the difference between the book and the movie, um, yeah. and so. And uh, the more that I think about it, I really like book Aragorn better. Um, he has this calm confidence that can inspire those around him. He undoubtedly has the respect of the Rangers and the elves of the North mm-hmm. has proven himself in both Gondor and Rohan uh, and has likely performed great deeds in the East and the South. Later when he acts with our friend Boromir and we learn of his, um, his intentions, I can see his cool confidence come out again. Uh, and then in, con- in contrast, right? The, the movie Aragorn um, is just that, nah. right? In comparison. Yeah. yeah. And so it is interesting. I, I think that's, I mean, I've been thinking that it myself, just more, almost more experienced than, not that they did a terrible job in the movie, but just Mm-mm. like. It was just know, a different really, angle. They played a different yeah. angle. It was like this um, reluctant hero in, in the films and in the books. It's more like Aragorn knows he has a deep sense of purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. He, he almost feels um, much older in the books. Yeah. Uh, more, more experienced, more um, ready to rise to the challenge kind of. Well, that's the thing too. He's not like this reluct, this, that reluctance yeah. we talked about, right? Yeah. Is he's, he's ready. Even he even says in this chapter too, that, that staying in Rivendell, you know, in, in, in this place of peace yeah. is not his fate. That's not his destiny. That's right. That's right. So though, though he wishes it was, though he would like that. Right. But he yeah. knows that it's not. It's not right. right. Exactly. And so, Okay, and he says, and speaking of different characterizations, how did Radagast get pegged as some kooky halfwit? Was it just uh, PJ's, you know, movie, or did that come from somewhere else? I get that Saruman considered him a fool, um, but that is one of the Astari, you know, or, you know, one Astari to another, mm-hmm. and Saruman was proud to begin with. Radagast is still an Astari and a demigod, for goodness sakes. I hope I'm not the only one who views Radagast as more of a competent and keen uh, druid, uh, servant of um, Yavanna and the protector of plants, animals, and lesser life forms in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I have always liked Radagast. I've mm-hmm. always thought that in, I think it's The Hobbit, right? I think they have a little, is it The Hobbit or is it? Yeah, I think so. They have a little stop off. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've always thought it was kind of mysterious, right? Who is that other wizard? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm always yeah. like, what? You know? Yeah. Uh, where did he go? Where's Gandalf going? You know, yeah. in, in, in the Hobbit and things. So, um, yeah, I don't think he is a halfwit at all. Right. And I actually think it would have been interesting to see him interact with, you know, um, the White Council and things like that. I would, yeah. would, that would have been kind of neat. Yeah. You know. So, what do you think? I mean, no, it's it's a, he touched on points that uh, my I think I brought up my uncle last week. I can't totally remember, okay. uh, but my uncle Joe 
is the one that we went to Joe Hoffert. We went to the first time I ever saw the movies. It's because he was like, hey, we should all go. And so me and my dad and my yeah. cousin Press and my Uncle Scott, we all went and watched. And so he was my foray into like Middle Earth. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And so he, we would have conversations for to this day. We still talk about it. You know, like we talk about, you know, where the Hobbit went wrong or uh, what we loved about Lord of the Rings. And he, he brought up these two points. He always said they, they didn't necessarily do Aragorn right. Like he's this reluctant, you know, and, and he, I think he goes on, um, uh, Michael goes on to say, you know, Vigo was amazing and Vigo was amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. don't, yeah. don't mistake me. Like the Aragorn of the movies. I love. Sure. I love yeah. because I think it is a I think it's a a piece of the kaleidoscope of Aragorn. Yeah. I think that's one of the one of those factions that 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 self doubt that uh having to uh reckon with your past bit and that was just kind of magnified yeah. for the films because sure. I think it it's a, it's a more dramatic journey I guess. You know what I mean to come or I don't know. In in the amount of time in the format they had it was more dramatic. Yeah, it sure. worked best. Sure. Um but yeah, he always brought that up. He's like, Aragorn wasn't quite right. He, you know, he he had a sense of confidence, or you know, they 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 missed this part or put this somewhere else. And then he also he brought up Radagast too. He was like, I just don't, I don't get it. He's like this nutty professor type guy. And yeah, yeah. I think really Peter Jackson loved Sylvester McCoy. Okay, and yeah. wanted, and he was a huge Doctor Who fan. And Sylvester sure. McCoy was a Doctor Who. And I think maybe he thought if I could work him in, and well, maybe we can make him. Uh, Radagast and he can be kind of you know let him play with this comedic genius and yeah so I think maybe that's part of where it came from I don't totally know but I agree you know the, well real quick I w- I'll say you know I think it, the, the point is that among the Astari right maybe being looked down but then I that's why I was kind of like what would he what would the point of view be like if he was approached by like a, like if a hobbit you know yeah. comes across him or you know the elves how do they look upon him you know True. i True. think it would be very different so yeah absolutely i don't know i agree yeah okay let's let's uh, get through some more of these here we've got uh uh jim uh just talking about uh aragorn and faramir i thought were the two characters um you know i liked much much mm-hmm. more in the books of course vigo yeah. did such a good job in his role you know um i totally agree with that yeah he was amazing uh you already mentioned uh michael's follow-up comment there yeah. right um let's see what else do we have we have l eastwood oh yeah go ahead yeah, sure. Um, she just pointed out a, a moment that we kind of um, skipped over that was profound to her. So this was kind of cool. Oh yeah, I like this because you know there are certain stuff. Certain there are certain stuff. There are things that in the chapter that stick out to us, and that you know we obviously talk about them. But there are things that we might that were profound to you that we might not have caught and that mm-hmm. we missed. You know, bringing out. And so this is cool. She stuck up for her. Uh, a moment that she really loved that we didn't really say much about. So she said, just finished uh, the latest episode. It was a uh, very good company while cl- uh, dealing with a drain emergency in my bathroom. And I especially enjoy the sound effects. I am not in my bathroom trying my best to not step in sewage water. I am outside by a fire watching the stars, listening to the stories about Middle Earth. <laughs> Sounds like self-talk I do. Yep. Anyway, they mentioned the paragraphs describing how things actually worked out well for Butterbur, but they missed one of my favorite lines, which is about how the ponies missed out on a dangerous adventure mm-hmm. and ended up having a good life in Bree where they had to work and then, but they never made it to Rivendell. I don't know. It's just something about that line that gets to me every time it reminds me of the fox line but this one is somehow more powerful Mm -hmm. so she said anyone else feel that way or do you have any other lines like that so she's kind of you know opening up what other kind of moments do you make connections with or just the way lines are are written yeah thought it was really cool well it takes you you know that life you especially during a reread right it when you look back on that you know it's just like 
to think of the journey that they missed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And is that a good thing, a bad thing? They right. lived at these great lives in Brie and were taken care of and stuff, yeah. you know, but never made it. It's that butterfly effect, right? You yeah. know, if one thing changes. To Rivendell. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. So I, I love that. Um, and honestly, the the uh, the moment with the fox, I had never caught before. It's only because of this reread that I went through. So it's interesting, too. How many, I mean, how many times can you read these books and catch new things every time? That's another right. beautiful thing about it is you, you never, I don't, know, I don't know if you can ever be a master of these books. Right. Yep. Yeah. Which is the beautiful part about it. So absolutely. Okay. So are, what are we three hours in already? I think we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so um, I think the, and this is a long chapter too. So oh man, it's great. Yeah. We're going to be pushing it. That's okay. Um, all right. So our summary, uh, when Frodo came to, he still had the ring, uh, much to his relief. He's glad that he does. And, yeah, no uh, kidding. cause we had just had the, um, you know, the black riders coming mm-hmm. through the shadows and he decides to put that ring on, you know? Yep. yep. Um, and then he's basically suffering from this, um, this, this wound, yeah. right? And it's it's believed by Aragorn that the Black Riders are waiting for it to kind of fester, and so they can, it can kind of take control of him in a way, mm-hmm. or that it will, you know, um, he'll just he'll die, or he they can they can, you know, collect mm-hmm. him, I guess, yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah. You know, um, but they move, um, they move through the land. Um, you know, Strider is still guiding them through, right? After several days, they came to a river and crossed the bridge. Um, they found an elf stone, right, which gives them some hope, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Gives them a little hope. Yeah. Um, when they turn back towards Rivendell, they meet uh, Glorfindel, mm-hmm. who we've talked about a little bit, right? And from there, it's just this, I mean, the, yeah. the flight is increased, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, we're and Maybe that's when the flight starts, I guess, really. Yeah. We're yeah. definitely trying to get to the forward. Yeah. We're trying to get... <laughs> get to Rivendell. The get to Rivendell. Rivendell. Yeah. So, okay. There's your summary. Let's dive into some in of the details. As? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Different people, you know? Elves, right? I mean... For someone who might not know... Oh, you're being serious. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right, sorry. Yeah. So I can never tell with you sometimes. I know. Yeah. I can uh, never tell sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I can't. Sorry. So they mentioned a couple <laughs> times it's the... You're uh, so worried about time. Don't worry about it. Okay, I got it. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're good, right? Yeah, sure. Maybe. We'll be fine. Let's talk fast. Let's talk fast. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's the house of Elrond, though. They talk about this, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, um, and I think... Yeah, that's the that's the safe haven that they're that they're working uh-huh. to get towards. A lot of power there, um, you know. Just I, I, I don't know. It's it's uh it's it's the power right that can stand sort of against, um, yes. you know, Mordor if need be, right? Yeah. So it's it's where we're gonna we're gonna convene a, a great council there here yeah. in just a bit. So that is where we're, we're and take some towards. take some rest too, right? Yeah, I mean we've had some other than Tom's place which was kind of creepy at moments too. We haven't really had a spot, you know, Bree didn't give us much respite. Uh, there haven't been many places where we could, other than, you know, farmer maggots, I guess too, but that was brief where we've been able to stop, recollect everything and take some real rest yeah. before starting another leg. And you brought that up last episode too, how we were, we're going to have these moments where we, we have a lot of journeying and then we have a rest. Yeah, have a lot of journeying and then we rest and, and you need that I mean this is like not only the distances are covering but the the burden that that Frodo's bearing and then in turn all of his all of his uh, friends as well mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. so that's we're, we're building towards that a moment of and also further clarity what's going to happen who's you know where's our journey after this because after this chapter we're done with book one yeah so mm-hmm. there's a new phase coming there's a new exactly. yeah, new movement to the story um yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Now, now, real quick, just for context, I want to mention that uh, in Oct- on October sixth, 
uh, Frodo is is actually wounded by the Witch King at Weathertop. Yeah. Okay, so we, we just kind of talked about that last chapter. Um, October 20th, Frodo crosses the ford, all right, and he's pursued by the Nazgul. So he basically, this is what, 14 days? Yeah, this like is you a, said a fortnight. A fortnight, right? Right. So it doesn't seem like that in the film, and so I think, no. you know, it's a little, it's not a fun trip. I mean, they're constantly no. looking over, you know, their backs. Um, they've actually had an encounter now yeah. with the Black Riders, yeah, right? And so it's it's definitely serious. And that's Frodo's true. Not they, doing they, well. That's right. That this is their first the, the, at the end of the last chapter. I know we kind of we didn't. It was the end. Yeah. And so we and it was kind of a cliffhanger, and, and then we can talk about it now. But you're right. That well, that was the first um, uh, confrontation, right? They had caught glimpses of them. They had seen the effects of of things the Black Riders had done. But this was the first, yeah, the first big um, interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a pretty nasty one too. So, and it leaves our, like our hero in a lot of pain. Absolutely, a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and scary, so scary that it, Sam's crying. Yes, like Sam's emotional. What's going to happen to my master? Right. Yep. That's big. It is big, actually. Um, and, and honestly, you can see. So, so in a way I want to, uh, you know, approach this chapter, it is so big that we are not going to be able to hit every single point. Um, but that's why we have that recap situation where we can, we can basically, you know, <laughs> we get Lane's laughing because I said it's so big. No, I, I don't know. I, your words, not mine. Okay. Um, um, but you know, the, the idea is that, uh, I want to kind of like, as we comb through this, right, pull out those pieces that were mm-hmm. significant to you. Yep. And then we'll have people, you know, uh, who are listening do that as well and respond on the group and on the, on the page for us. Okay. Yeah. You know, because one thing that stands out to me, uh, right from the get go is in, in this whole chapter and especially in this first part is the look on, uh, Strider's face. Yeah. He is really taking this serious and he, yeah. he is, con- he's very concerned. Yeah. You know, yes, he um, is. I think once he examines Frodo's wound, he he's even more concerned. Yeah. You know, um, he does this thing where he kind of like even he like whispers a little bit into it. Right. He kind of like presses on his. Yeah, that's stuff, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is pretty neat. But oh my um, gosh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah. It, th- there's so there's so much in this chapter. Um, but as you mentioned, though, Sam, you know, at first when he he he's upset because his master has vanished. Right. Um, and and, and uh, Strider takes off for a bit and mm-hmm. Sam pulls out his sword and it's basically standing guard over Frodo. He still doesn't trust him. He doesn't trust him, but yeah. he also got no explanation and maybe there wasn't time to really yeah. explain stuff. Right. Yeah. But he's, he's basically kind of, um, you know, waiting for, he, he doesn't know what he's waiting for. Yeah. You know, why did Aragorn leave? What's going on and what can he do to kind of, um, help out? Right. Yeah. Okay. So he's having those doubts again about Strider. Um, and then as, as Strider kind of comes back, he says, you know, I'm not a black rider, Sam. He said gently, nor in league with them. I've been trying to discover something of their movements. Okay. So he's out kind of scouting and, and, and looking out for them. Um, I think he's also a little shocked too, that they basically don't, uh, that they don't attack again right away. Yeah. And that's and so before I, he knows what's going on with that wound. I kind of have a theory about this. Okay. I mean, I don't know when you want me to share it. I can share it any time. Maybe I'll save it. I'll save it for later. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, okay, cool. I love these. I really love them. Um, so, but yeah, he's out scouting and things, and and uh, he, I think he has his own theory though, doesn't he? Strider's got his own own theory as to kind of why. And that's probably my theory. Yeah, that's probably where I got it from. Oh, is it? I think so. Okay, well, let me go ahead and talk about that real quick because his. (laughs) 
his theory is, is that they're waiting for mm-hmm. that that wound to kind of yeah, like that's, that's take funny. over. Oh, okay, I, I, I must you have thought forgotten I read that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I guess my twist on it though is, I yeah no 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 okay that's not the part that I was thinking. What I was thinking is this is interesting because. So so my thoughts are, you know, even though they 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 wounded Frodo that way, why don't they? I mean, they're other than Strider driving him off with the fire and 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 doing his ninja skills, his knight skills. Yeah. Excuse me. Why why don't they just they're like most of them are there. Why don't they just come in and they know he's got the ring. Mm-hmm. Just take the ring. Okay. You're there. You could easily overpower them. I'm thinking, get the ring back game over okay but i think i think the reason that didn't happen is these black riders and as we see throughout this this story and throughout middle earth not just with those who are evil there is an underestimation of the hobbits Mm -hmm. they they thought that we don't have to work that hard yeah we don't have to try that hard we don't have to come in and swoop it down and crush them right here we can stab this little guy and over time, he will bend to our will. Yeah. And he'll come to us. Yeah. He'll come to us. And that was their biggest mistake. Yeah. game. It could have been game over right here. But they underestimated the strength of the hobbits. And yeah. it goes on, uh, you know, when when, um, when Strider's talking about the wound. Uh, and I might be skipping ahead here, but this is just that's something okay. that's very interesting to think about. He says, yeah. um, your Frodo is made of sterner stuff than I had guessed. Though Gandalf hinted that it might prove so. So really, again, the visionary of Gandalf. Everyone else thinks hobbits, eh, eh. Black Riders think, eh, we can stab him, he'll come to us. No big deal. We don't mm-hmm. need to worry about these these hobbits having the ring. Right. Not a big not a big deal. Um, Gandalf hinted that it might prove so. He is not slain, and I think will resist the the evil power of the wound longer than his enemies expect. Okay. So this also shows too that this is a wound that can be resisted. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. obviously these black riders didn't know or didn't understand the true strength of hobbits. That he'd be able to last 14 days. That he wouldn't go down without a fight. Mm-hmm. And that he would slip through their fingers. Now let me, let me ask you a question. Is the ability to to resist, is that based upon um, your whether you're a hobbit or a man or an elf? Or is that Great based question. upon your, your, it, your individual strength? Yeah, your individual, yeah, willpower and your... The goodness of heart and, and see, and I like that. I gotta think. I gotta think. It's individual, right? Because you've got um, different uh, different individuals from the same race who react differently to that. Yeah, right? I would think right? so. Boromir wants to take it. Um, Isildur took it, mm-hmm. uh, but right. Aragorn would never touch it. Kind of a thing. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, I, I would well, say even it's probably in, individual. Even inside of the Astari, you've got with the wizards you've got a different approach to these go. things too so so and so maybe i guess maybe they, um they obviously underestimated the strength of hobbits but even more so they underestimated the strength of frodo yeah, yeah right and not not even just him but the companions around him to uplift him and keep him at his strongest to resist this yeah right you've got strider who who uh is able to uh to bathe his wound in king's foil yeah which which helps like if he's not there they're screwed for that reason um, you've got his friends who are able to help uh, carry the weight throughout this chapter and yeah, put share him, the load. Put him, that's right. Yeah. Put him on on Bill the Pony. You've got Bill. Bill plays a very important part yes, in he this. Does. Uh, he's as much a hero May as anybody. Have, I was going to say one of my bigger connections, and, and and I like the way we're doing this more, and that we can. Sorry, kind of is jump this messing everything no, up? I like that we can kind of jump in a little bit. Um, okay. You know, we won't go clear to the end, but we'll jump in just sure. a little bit there because 
it is like two thirds of the way through this chapter where Bill finds paths. Yeah. That I honestly think could be every little bit helps here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right there. gets them that much closer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's unreal yeah. and find paths that they maybe couldn't have seen. Like it just has, it had a knack mm-hmm. for leading them in a way mm-hmm. which helped with, it was more about the bearing of Frodo on, on him and making sure that like he wasn't being rocked a whole lot or being yeah. jarred and things like that. Just had a real steady, you know, way yeah. about him, I yeah. guess. So, Anyways, um, yeah. So sorry, but that, it's just interesting how that was their plan, right? Their plan was to get Frodo to come to them, but the the reason that didn't work is they underestimated his, you know, his mm-hmm. strength. So mm-hmm. pretty, yeah. pretty cool. I don't know. It's awesome. No, it is. It is okay. Now, um, so here in the beginning, um, before they set out from Weathertop, right? They keep the fire going. Yep. Right? Keep that fire going. Yep. Um, he starts to kind of talk a little. Bit. There seems to have been five of the enemy. Right? Yeah, there's that's some, right. So that's yeah. he's kind of figuring that up, that there that there are five. Because yeah. you asked me the question before we started about Crick Hollow. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure on the time. Was it time frame with that with the dream Frodo's dream and then mm-hmm. Crick Hollow? Is that happening at the same time? Yeah, the concurrent is that, or is that a sign that there are writers? It does one of two things, right? It either shows us that there are more than one. Yes. Um, there's more than one writer, and there's yep. multiple, or. If we don't catch on to that right away, we're thinking, boy, these things can go from Travel. here to there very quickly. And it makes yeah. them that much more scary and sort of ominous. Yeah. You know? Yep. So And reading for the first time, you wouldn't necessarily know. No, right. Exactly. You don't know. So, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thought, huh? Yeah. So, um, they've been drawn off for a time, but I fear, um, but not far, he fears, right? So, I think, yeah. I think Aragorn's even kind of deciding what to do here. He doesn't really know. Where to go? He knows that yeah, they can't stay, right? Or they will come again, right? Um, and so, you know, leaving is is better than staying. Yeah. Right? That's that's all he can really come to that, that conclusion. You got to press on. And this almost this is going to sound really morbid, but like Frodo being injured, and the way he's he's injured is almost harder than like if one of them died, mm-hmm. because it's this it's this burden that they on top of everything else they have to carry and try and fight along the way, and it slow. I mean, it, it slows them down considerably. You know, like you were talking about last last chapter, it was all, he already said how long it would take just him to get to Rivendell. Yeah, right. Didn't he? Didn't Strider make a point to say exactly? Like yeah. And so now they're they're going with um, you know the ring bearer injured. Yeah. And and through terrain that they might have to take some mm-hmm. some uh, blaze some new trails. To, well, the hobbits aren't used to this, right? You know, to avoid the black riders that are that are right around them. So, yeah. Yeah. Now that that piece I was mentioning before, where where uh, Aragorn kind of says some things uh, over top of the wound, he sat down on the ground, taking the dagger hilt, uh, laid it on his knees. So first he gets that, um, yeah, mm-hmm. the hilt right, which mm-hmm. disappears, uh, and he kind of learns that it's a it's a blade of the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. That's been mm-hmm. that's that struck him. Oh, they, they find the cloak too. They find that black cloak that had yeah actually, the piece that had come off. Right. That's right. Kind of kind of come off. Was it the whole cloak or was it a piece? I think it was the whole the whole cloak cloak and uh, but you could see the knife mark yeah. you could see where, where Frodo had had lashed out and kind of you know stabbed right? yes it didn't do much you know more than just basically kind of resist right that, like it showed that they were um, resisting and things yeah you know yeah. so I think another thing um, that we have here with uh, with Frodo and uh, well let me just continue reading here taking the dagger hilt laid it on his knees and he sang over it. Uh, a slow song in a strange tongue. Then, setting it aside, he turned to Frodo, and in a soft tone spoke words the others could not catch. 
from the pouch at his belt, he drew out the long leaves of a plant. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you had already mentioned the effects that that plant had on everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, was wild. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was, uh, they all felt kind of refreshed and things. He talks about the properties of it a little bit. Right. Um, so, and and he, uh, was it that plant or did he, um, yeah, that, that was the plant he had been walking for days to kind of find, right. Or not days, but he'd been walking out a ways to kind of find. Yes. Athalas. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, something interesting too, that we, we, we need to go back and talk about is that like the, the dreaming that he kind of went in and out of. Yeah. Right. He couldn't, he couldn't get sleep. He felt this deadly chill. How many times did we see cold chill, um, something to deal with that's a good question yeah sure because you, you you're talking. sorry the fire died down there because there's buffering even in uh even in middle earth is that what you're saying no that's not what <laughs> okay right. although i do need actually some uh i could use some juice if you don't mind can i steal the power cable back oh absolutely <laughs> i thought you meant literal juice i was like um i think we have orange i think we have orange do that no, we're kind of sharing a uh, power cable here yeah. oh goodness but um so the uh what was I talking about there for a second? Sorry. You had your hand raised. Oh, I had my hand raised. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Um, you're talking about the cold and the chill, right? And, yeah. And, and how that was, you kept seeing that, right? Yeah. I kept seeing that, though, attached to Frodo. Uh-huh. And I'm not so sure that it wasn't just attached to Frodo. Okay. I know that we're in October. And uh-huh. I know that it could be a little bit chillier and it uh-huh. could be a little bit whatever. Um, but I almost, I almost wonder if, if there were times where it was, you know, maybe... You know how it is in, in, in October. Well, at least mm-hmm. it is here in the Shire, right, mm-hmm. I guess. So maybe we don't know what it's like just beyond the, you know, Bree country. But that temperature can rise and fall. They can have, and they had four, they had 14 days in which they're kind mm-hmm. of uh, experiencing different types of weather. So we kind of talked, we went back and forth, you and I did, I think, about as to what this, this feels like. Because I thought sometimes it felt kind of irritating and um, not hot, not warm mm-hmm. or, or anything, but not like super cold and super chilly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, kind of... Uh, I just think I thought of more those thick briars and, and that, um, that thicket that, mm-hmm. they're, that they're going through, mm-hmm. right? And that just seems, yeah, like stuffy is a good word, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you focus in on what, what's happening to Frodo, those dreams, what he's seeing, they're becoming more and more clear. Um, the daylight is becoming uh, more and more shadow, right? It's, it's like during the day he's having... See, now, um, you, now I'm all interested. I'm looking. You're right. A lot of times it is associated to his pain or his feelings mm-hmm. want there is there is a talk about a, uh, way later a cold wind flowing down from the mountains okay but yeah mo- you're right most of it is attached to how he's feeling and from from the effects of that wound which makes sense because yeah. the the you know the it's cold sting of death yeah or leading towards yeah. that that wraith world would be would be freezing so that's right. a great point I don't know. Just wow. Thought of, just thought wow. about it because we had, we had talked so long before the podcast started about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know. yeah. So it's describing his pain. You're right. Uh, deadly chill was spreading from his shoulder to his arm and side. His friends watched over him, warming him and bathing his wound. Um, dawn was growing in the sky and the dell was filled with gray light when Strider at last returned. So anyway, he makes a point here to say, look, he cried and stooping, he lifted from the ground a black cloak which you said, this was the stroke of Frodo's sword, he said. The, on, the only hurt that it did to his enemy, I fear, for it's unarmed, unharmed, but all blades perish that pierce that deadful or dreadful king. Most deadly to him was the name of Elbereth. 
Mm-hmm. So that did you say that already? No, I didn't. Okay, not. so that was also significant that that um, Frodo cl- uh, cried out. Was it O Elbereth Gethoniel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he yes, when he made that stab and Elbereth or Elbereth yes is the queen of the Valar and the stars. Yeah. So that was something that we kind of I was like, why why, why is that cool. significant? Why is that a big deal? Oh, okay, that he was hearkening on to a he was calling using the name of of one who was very very powerful. Yeah. And a source of light. You know, we know we know what the elves think about the stars, how they honor the stars, how they they love the stars, uh, the celestial beings, and so she's the queen of well of the Valar. That, that spoken name, yeah, the 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 power of the spoken word, mm-hmm. right, and and what that could have meant uh, to these black writers. They're startled by that. I think yeah. that alone is what he's saying. That that that's what saved them. That that impact was like, yeah. oh, cr- is there is there something else going on here? Did yeah. we? Are, were we too hasty in, in approaching here? That's because, great. That's a great point. You know, this company seems a little bit more. And I have to go back and yeah. take back what I said last week, which was that I was kind of thinking that you know I just threw out just for giggles, right? The the idea that maybe there was another force at you know at play, putting the yeah. ring, helping Frodo put the ring on. Yeah. You know, but again, Frodo right here immediately is kind of bitter and kind of regrets the foolishness or the way in which he that he calls it. Uh, you know, he approached he reproached himself for weakness of will. You know, for now he re- he um, perceived that putting on the ring, he obeyed not, not his own desire, but the commanding wish of his enemies. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You know, and so when but in I the read moment that, he didn't necessarily, you know, I mean, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But I just I just think it's 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 nice to have that cl- that clarity. Yeah, you know, yeah, after um, the fact, you're right. To see him kind of regretting that, and that's a that's a teachable moment for him moving forward. Yeah, huge regret. Yeah, you know. So, but I don't know that the outcome would have been much different. Do you putting the ring on or not putting the ring on? I mean, I don't. I think they they, they then know yeah, I don't it's know. there a hundred percent. Right. He he keep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As opposed to maybe being harder to see, he yeah. put a he put a. And then also, I guess he identified that. Yeah. Hey, I do have the ring. Exactly. I'm the I'm the one Hobbit. Yeah. Here I'm the I one am. you're looking for now. Right. They can call back whoever may have been in Crick Hollow or elsewhere. They right. can call their full number. You're, you're right. Stop here. looking around there. You're right. So it it brought it more to a head, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would say, well, because I think they're even planning here. Um, the, the, the cool piece about this chapter, and I have to talk about it in its entirety a little yeah, bit, right? I mean, because you have to. You can't. Right? You, you, yeah, you really. I mean, we're, we're going to keep going piece by piece here. <laughs> but to think that um, in Rivendell, there were a few who had the power to ride against yeah, there you go. these riders, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're set out. Yeah. I think, you know, these riders can feel, number one, they were drawn to the presence of the ring in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um the will of the Hobbit seems to kind of mask it in a sense, though. It seems to be, you know, good cover, I guess, right? It's not having as large of an effect on them as maybe it would have some, some, someone else. Which is incredible to think about. Which is, yep. yeah, it is. You know, and so if you think about that and these these writers that are coming out of uh, Rivendell, you know, now the black writers are, I think, regrouping. And we mm-hmm. see at the end of this, um, they had a pretty good, they like, indication of where the ring is going. Where's the only house yeah. here? You know, before the Misty Mountains, that this thing might end up going. You're right. You're right. And they were so, able to sit back and go, okay, where? Yeah, they gained where are they going to a little bit? Yep, they did. And I think they were, yeah, yeah. They had two things going for them, right? They had pierced Frodo, and mm-hmm. so they had their mark on him, mm-hmm. right? That's and true. They were in, that was the slow like death, a little homing beacon, almost right. And also yeah. a way in which, by the by the way, at the end, they could control him. Yeah, that blew my mind. Yeah, pretty amazing, huh? I couldn't believe that. I kind of kind of forgot the the power in which yeah. the, the witch king has yeah. over him at this point yeah 
It's insane. Which, which, and, and the wound that it's amazing too how Aragorn, or I'm sorry, Strider says, you know, few have the skill to heal this wound. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he mentions that. Lost so, my freaking place. Several times. I mean, he does. Uh, oh, dang it. Sorry. Well, it's okay. It did, we can talk a little bit about how he, uh, how he's, he's, those leaves, right? He throws them in boiling water. He's bathing his shoulder. Yeah. When we talked about the fragrance, right? Yeah. Um, We'll get back to that because Glorfindel mm-hmm. says it as well. Yeah. That, that was my... And that's leading my, us to somebody else. Exactly. And yeah. so those were two... When those two characters have, yeah, right. have something... You know, when, they, when they're worried about their... They, they don't have the skill to heal something like this. Right. Wow. And this is also jumping ahead, but how about later on... Sorry. When we see Strider yeah. and how Frodo catches a glimpse of him and can tell that he's tired from yes. the sag of his shoulders. Yes. And that, that's a, that, you're right. That's a moment you're like, Whoa. We're in trouble. Yeah, this is this is bad news bears, man. This is right. serious. We've gone from, you know, I mean, there there have been moments of of true peril previously, but nothing like this. Mm-hmm. This is unmatched from what we've seen so far. So our characters are they're up against it, man. This is Yeah. Ooh. So let's let's back up just a little bit yeah. and let's talk about how they they basically to get Frodo, you know, the head down. They have to cross the road, I believe, do they not? From Weathertop, yes, they do. Um, mm-hmm. If you pull up your map, we, we'll, we'll try to link a map into. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, we found a pretty neat map that just kind of shows the course in which they take uh, to Rivendell, and this trip from Weathertop, you know, up through the Troll Shaws and yeah. then across the Last Bridge and um, the Bruin and Ford. It does help to see it like that too, laid out. Yeah, it does. And but I envision some of these things differently. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, you know. Mm-hmm. But they end up going south of the road, and they have to cross it. They're very quick to get across it. Um, but they had to divide up their pack, right? Frodo mm-hmm. cannot travel. He cannot walk. So they're going to put him on yeah. Bill. Can't move right. his arm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so they had to you know, divide up everything. And I think there's an interesting part in here because I like to... They were talking about Bill Fernie's treatment of, yeah, yeah. of the pony, right? So the poor this beast great, had improved man. wonderfully. Um, it already seemed fatter and stronger and had begun to show an affection <laughs> yeah, Dude. for its new master. Especially for Sam. Yeah. Isn't that cool too? Because it's it's sort of like a an interesting contrast. Like they've never been unhappier, they've never been right <laughs> in a in a stickier uh, situation. And poor Bill the Pony, this is like a holiday for him. He's loving it. Like, it. He's like, all right, cool. At least I'm not back with old Fernie. Right. Like, isn't poor, that poor different? animal, man? It, the the uh, perspective, though. Yeah. Right. It is. It all it's all perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you're right. That is uh, that's great. I had that a heart next to it, and I was gonna pass right by it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for slowing us down, as. Yeah. No. No problem. Um. Okay, so they, uh, let's see here. Getting across on the road here. Yeah, southern direction, right? They made their way slowly and cautiously around the, um, the southwestern slopes of the hill, uh, came in a little while to the edge of the road. There was no sign of the riders. Except this. You're right, exactly. And so they two have cries. to. Oh, the two cries, that's two, right. Two, two cries, a cold voice calling and a cold voice answering. Right. Trembling, they sprang forward and made for the thickets that lay ahead. I mean, they'd probably think another attack. Here you go. The land before them slipped away southwards, but it was wild and pathless. So they're getting into some some cheerless land, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, gloomy, slow. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because because the the bushes are stunted, the trees, you know, there's uh, there's dense patches with um, wide barren spaces. But the, the so we kind of go back and forth into a lot of different terrain here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read a little bit of this here. The grass was scanty, coarse. Gray, the leaves in the thicket were faded and falling. Uh, it was a cheerless land, and their journey was slow and gloomy, right, mm-hmm. as you said. Um, so they're trudging along. 
you know, Frodo's heart was grieved because he's watching his, his companions, his company, you know, and, and, and as you said, Strider seems tired, right? Yeah. Um, let's see here. They, uh, yet, okay, yet since the far cry, they had, they had seen and heard no sign that the enemy had marked their flight or followed them. Yeah. Uh, they dreaded the dark hours and they kept watch in pairs at night. Yeah. Expecting at any time to see black shapes stalking in the gray night, dimly lit by the cloud-veiled moon. Um, they saw nothing. They heard no sound but the sigh of withering leaves and grass. Okay. And we do kind of, uh, you know, imagine it being sort of like, uh, as you're going through that thicket, imagine that thicket being almost like shoulder high. That's, yeah. the, that's the way I imagined it, right? Yeah. Is it being very dense and thick? You could almost, you, I mean, if you're elevated, you could see someone moving through the thicket. Right. But if you're looking just from the road out into it, um, I mean, I think it, they do talk about it at parts sloping down towards the south. Yeah, yeah. And so you might be at an elevated position from the uh, the road. Because if yeah. you consider Weathertop is north of the road, right? And then you, you consider it would, the, the terrain would slope downwards a little bit, right? As you yeah. go south. And especially as you're for, headed... For in, a time. Yeah. Especially as you're headed towards towards the um, the rivers as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The, because those are it's that valley, right, where all that water yeah. is coming, yeah. you know. Uh, in there, right? So I, I just kind of imagine that they'd be looking in there, and they're still under pretty good cover. And, they they, and again, I think it's not that the Black Riders couldn't have found them. They are game planning here. They don't yeah. necessarily understand who's in their company. Yeah. They've been startled. They've been resisted against, and they're scared to death because of the name that was called out. It's exactly right. And I, I didn't put that together, but you're right. That did. That is what what caused them to retreat. Mm -hmm. Was the significance of that name? Yeah, it has to be right. How did? It's just so. I mean, that's the, uh, Frodo's amazing. He is. Frodo is He's amazing. More and he knows more than we realize. He and Sam yeah. both their their proximity to Bilbo. Yeah, I think is is we can't um, underestimate that. We can't uh, right. overlook that. Right. It's right. it's significant. Absolutely. So great point. Um, okay, let's see what else we can dive into here. So at the end of the fifth day, the ground began to once more rise slowly out of the wide shallow valley into. Uh, which they had descended. So we had talked about them descending for a little mm -hmm. bit, right? And on that fifth day, so it kind of just jumps ahead. You can imagine they're marching through this for four or five days. Yeah. You know, and pretty quickly we're going through, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Almost well, a week. And if you look at the map that we shared again, it kind of, you can kind of see where at the, at the bottom of this trek south, they start to slightly move, um, whether it be northeast, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, you can kind of see them start to kind of climb this, this uh, slope. Um, they saw far ahead a huddled, um, a huddling of, of, of wooded hills, right? Mm -hmm. um, way below them, they could see the road. Ooh, wait a second. We're getting to the towards the last bridge, aren't we? That's right. They're, they're, yeah. They've gone up back. Yeah, we are, mm -hmm. we are almost the last bridge. Mm -hmm. That would be why. Dang, so you can see from five... That, that took them all the way across, <laughs> across there. That's right? a lot. Yeah, it's a great distance. But not much happens there. Mm -mm. Okay, so cool. Interesting. Well, that's the other thing, too. That, that Like it says, it's, it's interesting because they, they don't really feel the presence anymore. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. except uh, except for Frodo, who has this this pain that ebbs and flows, but but keeps him pretty um, obviously uh, uh, incapacitated. But um, there, it's almost like that paranoia from earlier. You know what I mean? Like from chapters mm -hmm. three, four, that paranoia has has come back. Of why why aren't we sensing them? Why aren't they attacking? Yeah, you know they don't know. Like we're we're you know we're um, you know, hypothesizing that they're they're surveilling, 
They're tr maybe tracking them from a distance. They're trying to figure out where they're going to head, but they don't know that. Mm -hmm. They're they're constantly waiting for, you know. So every every time they cross the road, it's with the greatest of caution. They're coming up on the on the last bridge that we see the caution here again from especially from Strider saying, "Look, we can't just run across this thing. I got to go check it out first and go beyond it to make sure it's it's fine." Right. Oh okay. my gosh, nuts! This is so good, actually. This part yeah. here. Um, and you can see what's been at work. So, again, I, the more I look at this map, it kind of really you know, takes me, it helps my understanding of mm -hmm. these riders that were sent out from Rivendell have been out for a while. Yeah. I think when they encounter Glorfindel, they, he's been out for nine days. Yeah. You know? Um, so as they approach the last bridge, uh, they have to get back on the road for a little bit. I think that makes everybody nervous. So they're actually on the road yeah. for just a little bit, just a hair before uh, the bridge, right? And um, let's see here. So the tr oh they start talking about uh, the trollfells right north of yeah. north of Rivendell, right? Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm afraid we must go back to the road here for a while," said Strider. "We have now come to the river Horwell that the elves. Yeah, what do they call that? Myth Mythithal? Mythithal? Okay. Yeah. Mythithal. Mythithal. Sure. Tell yeah. us what you think the the name is <laughs> in yeah. the um. If you know exactly the pronunciation, dude, I love that. Mythithal. I looked up, I saw, this is a random uh, sidebar here, but I found someone who was like speaking like the elvish tongue. Uh, have you looked up David Sallow? Uh -uh, He's a so. Tolkien linguist expert. They used Whoa. him for the films. Oh, really? Like if they needed to know how to pronounce certain words, they'd oh go to gosh. him and he's like, he, he specializes in elvish. Yeah, I'll have to find this video again and see if I can share it with yeah. you because it's, 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 it's insane. I love it. I mean, we should just, we could do, let's start our own YouTube channel of Pronunciations. Of pronunciations. What oh my think? gosh. You reckon that'd go Pronunciations pretty well? with Ez would be so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be crazy. Um, okay, so anyways, they're, they're crossing, right? And they actually, what, what I found interesting, man, is that like as they're on this bridge, I almost ma imagine that it arcs maybe pretty high. Yeah. Because that's a fairly large, um, the whore wall, right? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a larger river than, yeah. than the Loudwater. It looks yeah. like mm -hmm. it just from, mm -hmm. it seems that way anyways. Yep. Um, and so as they are going over top of that, they can actually see beyond. And, and uh, you know, Sam is actually inquiring as to what's that other river, you know, a ways Yeah, that's ahead. right. He that's can right. almost see it maybe mm -hmm. down in some, in some way he could see it. Mm -hmm. um, and so let's see. Strider answered, um, that is the Loudwater, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the Bruin end of, of Rivendell. The roads run along the edge of the hills for many miles from the bridge to the fort of Bruin end. Mm -hmm. But I have not thought, or have not yet thought, how we shall cross that water. I love this line. Okay. One river at a time. One river at a time. I think it's great. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. He how says again, we shall be fortunate indeed if we do not find the last bridge held against us. So he's he's anticipating the Black Riders are there. To be here. Guarding that bridge. And it yeah. makes sense, right? Because that's a, um, that's a bottleneck you have to go through. Yeah. To head in the direction they want to head to. Do you know what though? I, I didn't even catch it the first as time. I like think he's, back, he's he's preparing yeah. for. Okay, we're going to see him there. We're going to find another way around, or well, or confront them, or what? Uh, we'd have to think here, but okay. So give it to me, Daddy. Come on. So okay, let's just. I'm going to jump ahead for just a sec. Okay, <sighs> sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> next day, early in the morning, they came down again um, to the borders of the road. Sam and Strider went forward but they found no sign of any travelers or riders. Yeah. Uh, here under the shadow of the hills, uh, there had been some rain, as, as we've been listening to. Um, Strider judged that it had fallen two days before, 
and had washed away all footprints, right? So no, no horseman had passed since then as far as he could see. Yeah. Now, um, they find, and I have to find it. I think it's just down here a little ways. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. They find the... Uh... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, Elfstone? Do you see yeah. that in here? That, that little bit here? Yeah, I have it. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Hang on a second. He held out his hand and showed a single pale green jewel. I found it in the mud in the middle of the bridge, he said. Okay. So, um, it's a barrel. It's an elf stone, mm-hmm. right? Whether it was set there or let fall by chance, I cannot say, but it brings me hope. Yep. I would take it as a sign that we may pass the bridge, but beyond that, I dare not keep to the road without some clearer token. So, do you, I'm, I believe Glorfindel, if, if I'm right, yeah. pushed them back across that bridge. Yeah. Maybe he had the same thought yeah. that it could be held against them and it needs to remain clear so that his friends, if they are back that far, could make it across. Oh, that's true. I didn't Wouldn't think that about that. Wouldn't that be crazy? That. 
And then, and then, then the elf stone is the sign that yes, I've been here. Yep. And, and you it's can clear cross. to go. Yes. Um, yeah, I didn't even. I, d- I didn't even think about that. That's, you're of, absolutely right. Though. Instead of pushing north or something where he yeah. was, where, where Strider was unsure about right. the terrain and the territory and risking something else, and maybe even just making his way towards where he thought they may, you know, where he thought Strider and the hobbits might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, he could have been. He could have been clearing the way, or it could have just been a happy accident that he was going that way anyway. Yeah, drew well, them away, and then it, it opened it up. And I think Glorfindel, because of his power, I think he was the yeah. one who was given the charge to take the road. So we yeah. don't really get his path or his perspective. He's up and down this road patrolling. Man, can you imagine that? Dude, it's so... See, and they, it they, is they, so awesome. I understand why they wanted to incorporate Arwen Me too, into this. And I love it makes that. sense. But this would have just been... I mean, I don't know. It would have been awesome to see in Dude. the films. And also, like, just on a side note, the Greenstone or the Elfstones... They totally missed out on something that um, New Zealand naturally has. They have this New Zealand jade yeah. that the Maori call panamu. I've got a, a pendant. My, Sarah and I both have pendants that we bought for one another. And anyway, it's got a, a really cool like significance to New Zealand. They they could have used this like, and also later on we find Strider um, also gets a, a green elf stone. And it just it would have been a cool natural thing that could have tied into Kiwi culture that was or Maori culture really that was kind of missed out on so yeah yeah bummer yeah bummer there but yeah so anyway you're right he they find this token and and uh the path is it gives it gives him hope and if Aragorn's got or uh Strider has hope we're in a good uh we're in a good way yeah absolutely so okay so so they make their way um across right um let's see Oh, okay. At one, so yeah, we we are past the river. So we can. What's our next little ambient sound? Um, at once, they they went again. They crossed the bridge in safety. Right. Okay. So let's move past that. The hobbits were glad to leave the cheerless land and the perilous road behind them. Uh, this was a new country. It seemed threatening, um, and and unfriendly. And maybe that's more because of the uh, the position that they're in. I think. And it, again, they're. I mean, because I think back to to Bilbo and in his trek through the Hobbit, mm-hmm. and I think it's a little unexpected mm-hmm. what like coming across the trolls where they do. I mean, I think they were warned, but you know what else would be unexpected is if we if we just started a podcast. Wow, <laughs> gosh, it would just kind of come out of nowhere. Um, it definitely did come out of nowhere. Be great if we did it about Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Yeah, let's but do we'd it. have to get the name spot on. Spot on. Right. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you have any ideas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, one River at a Time podcast. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. It's, it's like one chapter at a time, too. Kind of. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Men of Elfstone podcast. Wow. That sort of ties into my rugby club. <laughs> I don't know if we could use that. <laughs> yeah. The copyright there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, let's see. Noon Sun podcast. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> the Noon Sun. Yeah. All right. Ride your Asphaloth podcast. That's great. That's a good one. Tongue in cheek there. Yeah. Um, Hobbit coin podcast. Hobbitcoin. Hobbitcoin. Oh my gosh. We talk dude. about what currency they use in Middle Earth, and maybe right. it's Hobbitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there, man. We're getting right. close. Closer. Yeah. Someday? Someday. Soon. We'll start it, I promise. Okay. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Let's move on. Oh, so <laughs> who lives in this land, right? Yeah. They're, they're getting across the, 
the bridge and they're looking into this new land, right? Um, and who built these towers? Is this troll country? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, said Strider. Trolls do not build. No one lives in this land. Men once dwelt here ages ago, but none remain now. Right? They uh, they became an evil people, as legend tells. Right? So they so they fall under the shadow of Angmar. Yeah. Right. Um, but all were destroyed in the war that brought uh, the North Kingdom to its end. So there's some of that some history, history again, uh, yep. flat out, which which again we're going to try to get on, into in uh, in our Patreon series. Well, and I, as we're making our way through here, we we see a lot of. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember reading a lot about seeing old. Is this what you're talking about? Like seeing the old stones, yeah, yeah. and the and the fallen fortresses, and like remnants of of days gone by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And here's here's the neat little line. So they're asking him, you know, Strider, about these things, right? And um, you know, he he talks about how th- these are not things that he, you know, being the heir would forget, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and he they, then they ask, "Have you ever been to Rivendell?" And he says, "I have." Yeah, I right. I I dwelt there once, yeah. and I still return when I may. There, my heart is. There, my heart is. Yeah, but it is not my fate to sit in peace, even in the fair house of Elrond. You know, amazing. That's yeah, not his, his fate. His it's, task is clear. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing, so. man. All right. Uh, the hills and now begin to kind of, you know, shut them in here. So they, mm-hmm. so they get into some, uh, some, some more interesting terrain. And this is where I had talked earlier about, um, Bill kind of guiding them through, yes. you know, some of this, uh, tricky terrain. Okay. So the hobbits uh, grew very weary. They advanced slowly, uh, for they had to pick their way through a pathless country, encumbered by fallen trees, uh, tumbled rocks. As long as they could avoid climbing for Frodo's sake, um, they would. They would, right? Yeah. yeah, because it was, in fact, difficult. It was. It was hard to kind of find their way through these narrow uh, dales, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they had been two days in this country when the weather turned wet. Okay. So the wind began to blow steadily out of the west and pour the water on the distant seas of the dark heads of the hills in fine drenching rain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just kind of, you know, think about that. It's, uh, they've had so much, so many different types of weather, you know, and things. And, and, I, and I love this because we've said it before, we get bogged down in some of this um, detail but i love it you know tolkien does a really good job to paint this picture as to where we are yeah. and, and again this is it's it's good for us because this is that last leg of the first part to the to, to their journey here. yeah so it's not going to be easy you know it's no. it's, it's not going to be something that uh, even the weather seems kind of set against them right yeah, yeah absolutely so now again they are north of the road here they're mm-hmm. in basically the they are kind of in the troll shawls right that's where they're mm-hmm. at i believe yeah so so they're in this this trend. now they see other ancient ruins and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they definitely are going to come across something here uh, really interesting a, a couple of days into their into their uh, journey here. So, yeah, even more direct history, mm-hmm. which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, okay. So now Strider, though, this is where we had talked earlier, right? The next day the hills rose higher and higher, steeper and steeper, and they were forced to turn away northward out of their course. Strider seemed to be getting anxious Mm-hmm. They're nearly 10 days out from Weathertop. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're 10 days out. We've got about four days left. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's getting anxious. Their stock of provisions was beginning to run low. It went on raining. Yeah. And so 
he's anxious, and this is where you had said earlier, right? As Frodo looks on and looks looks over to his companions, they are more and more burdened down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, they they camp in this this stony little shelf with a rock wall behind them, in which there was a shallow cave. You know, um, it was just kind of like scoop, scoop into the, the yeah, yeah yeah right. And uh, again, as you had said, Frodo is restless. Mm-hmm. He is cold. He's achy. Um, it's dreary. You know, and at this point it is, is the time where I think, yeah, it, the, the, can you imagine how much more worse that would feel, right? Yeah. He's already cold and the life is draining from him. Actually, and this weather is yep. beating down on him. Not uh, not like being stabbed by a Morgul blade, but I actually have like, uh, it's my left shoulder as well. Yeah. Uh, like my shoulder has popped out of, of place maybe like, <laughs> probably so many times I should have gone to see someone already. But it started in Jeez. way back in middle school, dude. This is a little side story here, but some history for us. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, like we like you know, we're sitting around the campfire and yeah, yeah. Middle of the troll saws, you tell a story. So I was going up for a rebound and went up with my left arm, and someone came from behind me with both their arms and pulled back. Ugh. And my like my shoulder, Jeez. my uh, my arm and the and the socket and the ball popped out from one another. Good, it's what it Lord. felt like. So ever since then, especially. Starting to play rugby. Yeah. Since I've started to play rugby, it's popped out numerous times. Um, and then after it's injured, it's weak. The muscle around it is weakened. And so, like, most recently, I had, a couple weeks ago, it popped out again going for a tackle. Then I'm at home, and I'm doing normal stuff, and it will pop out and hurt so bad. And then after, I, after it pops out time and time again like that, it lingers. Like, I'll be in bed, and I can't sleep with my arm in certain ways without it aching. Just mm-hmm. just this nagging, dull, um, it's, you, it's no way to even, for it to be satisfied or relieved, pain that's always there. Thank and I always think about Frodo. I'm like, okay, it wasn't a Morgul Blade on Weathertop, <laughs> but, but still, it hurts just as bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how it's, you know, the weather would affect it. Just like a lot, a lot of people's injuries. Um, you know the weather. Certain yeah. weather makes it makes it even worse. So Absolutely, it's something that we can. I think I don't you know. He's putting it in a way that we can relate to it. We've all had those injuries that nag us and will be there for life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just the physical burden and how it affects everything. And right. so this is not. But this is not only physical. It's also you know it's his it's his soul is being frozen over and and being and being. Uh, it's something he's having to fight internally as well. To not um, succumb to that call to the uh, to the Black Riders, so it's yeah. twofold, um, right? Yeah, yeah, which makes it even even uh, more difficult and complex. Yeah. So for a while they're here, and uh, we're right at the point where they basically discover that they've gone too far north. Okay, they've yeah. actually been climbing. Strider's getting a little. He's um, nervous. He's nervous. He's, he doesn't he actually, know this country as well. He climbs out of these uh, one of these dales That's and he right. goes up and he kind of sees this. So the next morning they, they wake. Uh, the rain has has basically you know tapered off at the night. It has sort of stopped. Uh, the clouds are thick, um, but they're breaking. There's pale strips of you know blue appearing. The wind is shifting, and we're getting some some uh, this. I guess wind is coming in and out of the mm-hmm. you know uh, this troll country, right? He had another dream though. Oh, okay. can we read about that real yeah, quick? Yeah, sure. He, uh, so that night he had a dream. Um, the cold and wet made his wound more painful. We read about that. Lay tossing and turning and listening fearfully to the stealthy night noises. Wind in the chinks of rocks, water dripping, a crack, 
then the sudden uh, rattling fall of a loosened stone. So some disturbing sounds even in the night. Right. It would make you toss and turn. Is that a rider? What's going on? He felt that black shapes were advancing to smother him. But when he sat up, he saw nothing but the back of Strider sitting hunched up, smoking his pipe and watching. So maybe even some mind games going on too. Mm-hmm. Feeling like there are, you know, these shadows are advancing again and then there's nothing. Um, he lay down again and passed into an uneasy dream in which he walked on the grass in his garden in the Shire. But it seemed faint and dim, less clear than the tall black shadows that stood looking over the hedge. Yeah. yeah. So this is a lot of things. Like, I think this... Uh, I think this ties to something way at the end of all three books. Mm-hmm. I think it also um, obviously parallels what's going on with him right now. He's he's sort of he's not fully alive, honestly, is he? No, he's passing he's... into another another realm dimension of being, and so his dreams are obviously um, uh, mimicking that as well. It's just his. I didn't realize how much this guy dreams. Mm-hmm. And the importance of his dreams. Yeah, it, for sure. It's amazing. I'm sorry. Anyway. No, that's back fine. To it. That's totally fine. Um, you know, so they actually reach a point where they have to uh, climb, right? They, oh, yeah. Uh, Frodo is going to have to actually dismount and then climb. And they're, they're very stressed out about that. Right. Yeah. And so, so he's, he's exhausted, right? But he does it. Um, they, uh, he threw himself down, laid on the ground, shivering. His left arm was lifeless. Um, this is after he makes it, right? Um, yeah. The trees and rocks. Uh, about him seemed shadowy and dim. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of saying, we can't go any further. They're really concerned. You know, it's, it's been too much for Frodo. Yeah. And, and they're anxious, right? Him. You know, yep. um, do you think they will be able to cure him mm-hmm. in Rivendell if we get there? And that's when they kind of talk about who they're foreshadowing or they're hinting at who would have the power yep. to, heal, to heal him, yep. right? And, yep. and thinks it's beyond Strider's, you know, um, skill again, right? Right. Okay. Which so. is unsettling. So, yeah. Is that you over there? Is that your... That's my foot. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to get some leg room here, I man. liked it. I liked it. Um, all right. So um, what else we have here? Gosh, the, there's so we, much going on. There's so many nights and days. So again... I know. Um, night was cold upon the high ridge. They lit a small fire down under the gnarled roots of the, of the old pine. Um, so this is another night, right? The wind is blowing chill through, through the pass. Um, they make Where are a, you? They make some camp here. Where are here. you? Um, Wells. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, I don't know. The other part, I don't think. Just looking back here, getting a little lost in the in the wilderness. There's, right? I I feel like we're right there with them because there's so much. There's so much stuff. I don't want to. Oh my gosh! Gloss over. There's all kinds of. So they're also starting to see. Um, uh, gnarled roots of an old pine that hung over a shallow pit. It looked as if stone had once been quarried here. So we're also seeing that you know that that uh, rock had been taken out to build some of these um, things that they're that uh, um, gosh like walls and old old ruins of fortresses that they're heading into as well. Yeah, isn't that okay. interesting? Yeah, that is that is. Um, okay, so where should we go next here? I'm kind of you know lost in the forest. I'm lost as to where you are. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I was right before what you just read. They huddled oh. together, and the wind, uh, the uh, the wind blew chill through the pass. Is that where you are? No, you're ahead of me. No idea. I think I think I'm a little ahead of you. I don't. I don't. I Ezra, to, try to wait up. Where are you? <laughs> oh, uh, he has another half dream. 
Yeah, that's what I was looking at. So he lay okay. in a half dream, right? Imagining that endless right dark wings were, were sweeping above him, right? So he's going, again, these dreams are getting worse and worse, and he's having more and more of them. And, and as the what night. What do you think those dark wings are? The dark wings? Yeah. Uh, well, just because I've read, I think it's the Nazgul, right? Yeah, it's too. the, it's the, the wing and Nazgul. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it was uh, symbolic else. or. or um, no, I, don't I think know. he's becoming more and more connected. Yes. To them in their minds, and so he's seeing the future almost. Well, or even just like who the, their their nature, yeah. you know, other things that they ride, yeah, you know, and yeah. stuff, and so. even the way they move, they do yeah. kind of swoop in, right? Yeah. So, um, okay, so 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 the morning dawns right, bright mm-hmm. and fair, right? Mm-hmm. The air was clean, uh, and the light pale and clear, and a rain washed sky, right? Their high, yep. their hearts are kind of encouraged. Yeah, they're feeling better. Yeah. That's right. The weather is starting to improve. And, and they're hoping that, you know, that they, they're looking for some sun, right, to kind of warm their yeah. their limbs a little bit, right? Um, let's see. Some way ahead, Strider had caught a glimpse of loud water again. So he takes Mary up with him to kind of look and, and to find their way, uh, and, and they do. He says, we must make for the road again. We cannot hope to find a path through these hills. Whatever danger may beset it, the road is our way to the ford. Yeah, uh, and so you'll see they actually are on the road for quite a bit once they uh, get going here, but they've got to make south again uh, to get to the road, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, um, all right, here we go. This is the part that I liked about Bill Fernie's pony, right? I was going to read this. Bill Fernie's pony. <laughs> so okay, they climb slowly down on the southern side of the ridge, uh, but the way was much easier than they had expected, for the slope was far less steep on this side, uh, and. And before long, Frodo was able to ride again. Bill Fernie's poor old pony was developing an unexpected talent for picking out a path, you know, and for sparing yeah. its rider as many jolts as possible. Yep. So the, the spirits uh, are kind of rising again, right? Yep. And Frodo's feeling a little bit better, too, in the morning light, yep. um, which, is, which is good. So um, Pippin's a little bit ahead, right? And he sees the path. He said, that, he said there's, a, there's a path here, right? Mm-hmm. And so they've been looking for that. Uh, they're making their way through here. Um, and now this is where I think I don't know if it's Pippin and Mary. Imagine that Pippin finding a path. Yeah, <laughs> kind of interesting. Well, he's, yeah, he's he's got some keen eyes. Yeah, yeah. he's looking. There's no Mary. Uh, I'm, I'm team Pippin a little bit sometimes. Oh, I like Pippin, but I like to laugh at him. Yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked. I am shocked uh, as like like Mary just is how much he knew and and, and stuff. I'm I'm very shocked mm-hmm. as as we read through some of this. But anyways. They they move on ahead here and they I don't know, is is Mary with him here? Yeah, I think so. And uh, they come like rushing back, right? They 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 go on ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't this where they come rushing back and they they're sure that they've seen? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they a troll. Well, they think it, there's there's big. They don't know it's trolls, right? Uh, well, they they come back saying that they, that there is that sure, surely this is a troll hole if ever I've seen one, right? Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So they're talking about that first. And, uh, you know, just basically how they got to get out of there kind of quick. And Strider says there's no need. Uh, it, it is certainly a troll hole, but it seems to have been long forsaken. That's right. Yeah, right? I don't think yeah. we need to be afraid. So then uh, they kind of move forward here. And Pippin goes on ahead um, down in the clearing in the woods not far below. We got a sight of them through the tree trunk. So, so Pippin seems to be out in front of the crew here mm-hmm. a little bit, right? And he comes back. And again, if you, as you can hear right now, it's daytime, right? Birds are kind of yeah. chirping. There's a bird's nest in the back of this so-called troll, right? Right, <laughs> uh, and behind its left ear, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. And and Strider knows it's daytime. Yeah, it's daylight. These can't be, 
you know, if they are trolls, then let's go have a look at them. Right. Because yeah. it's they're, they've, they've turned to stone. Yep. Get up old stone. Yeah. So, um, and, and these are the, these are the trolls that, uh, that, that Bilbo encountered, yep, pretty you cool, know, huh? with Thorn and company. So, and this, this is big cause it helps Frodo's spirits revive even more. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, not only the humor of the situation, right. That, that Pippin should have known that these trolls obviously can't be out in the daylight. Strider even scolds them, says, you know, you are forgetting not only your family history, but all you have ever known about trolls. It's broad daylight with a bright sun, and yet you come back trying to scare me with a tale of live trolls waiting for us in this glade. In any case, you might have noticed that one of them has, there you go, old bird's nest behind its ear. That would be a most unusual ornament for a live troll. So Frodo laughs. They all feel a little bit better. So not only, you know, feeling uh, encouragement knowing that, that he's, anytime he gets, you know, those overlaps with old Bilbo, it makes him feel better. Mm-hmm. But also just the humor of the situation, too. He's... It makes him helps take him out of that shadow world a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so as after they've kind of figured out that um, that these are, they all kind of laugh, right? Yeah, they're all kind of uh, you know spirits felt they're a little revived to kind of see one of Bilbo's first successful adventures. Yeah, so that's that's heartening, right? So we can yeah. do this type yeah. of thing. Like yeah. Bilbo was here, he yeah. made it through, he's been there and back again. Right, we can do it as well. Yeah, you know, so I think it's pretty neat. They stop and have lunch there. I also think it's so interesting that they they eat lunch under trolls that were turned to stone arguing on how to eat. I know the yeah. dwarves. <laughs> yeah. It's very very funny. Yeah. So, um, so they 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 need a song, right? It's been a while mm-hmm. since they've had a song or some story or some poetry. That's true. Um, so yeah, so. This is uh, so cool. Sam. They kind of lean on Sam here. I don't know about that, but uh, how would this suit? And he, he's ready to kind of sing this really long. I like how it it's says like a chant slash yeah. song or poetry. And there's goofy, uh, like almost Seuss language. I love how he says uh, how Tolkien points out and just describes how he how he sings the song, standing up with his hands behind his back as if he was at school. It's just so yeah. cool. You can visualize Sam and and Sean Astin did such a good job of that. Like. Uh, in the movies, and that those same kind of mannerisms, right? Yeah, uh, you got this one. Why don't you take it? You want to take it? Wow, I don't even know. So we won't sing the whole thing, but uh, it's not even really a song. How would you? It's, it's more kind of a, a chant. Right. So you can chant like with chant. me. So, um, troll sat alone on his seat of stone, and munched and mumbled a bare old bone. For many a year he had gnarled it near, for meat was hard to come by. Done by, done by. In a cave in the hill, he dwelt alone, and meat was hard to come by. There's actually a Dang, tune. You got it, man. There's actually, an, I think they they say it's, it, it's. Uh, they mention that he began to sing it in an old tune. I don't necessarily. I think if people actually, I think people have gone through and figured out the tune. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so if so, if people who are listening know a better tune to, obviously, that's pretty good. Are you gonna hey, finish it? Uh, no, I can't. This I want to so know if long. the next one, uh, if Tom with the big boots on, are the yellow boots? That's what I want to know. Oh, up no, came Tom with his big boots on. Said he to the troll, "Pray what, pray what is yon? <laughs> for I, for it looks like the shining, oh my uncle Tim, as should be laying in a graveyard, cave yard, pave yard." <laughs> Yeah, just this seeing a shin bone. I there don't even know what of my is... uncle. Oh shin, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> shin bone of my uncle. Of my is nuncle. a uncle a term? 
of my uncle. Is that a Tim. British thing? Yeah. Oh man. So it's cool. Is Tom though the Tom that we're thinking of? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, I was really uh, hoping. I, I, you know, the big boots. I'm like, nah, I don't think it is. Uh, well, he mentions, you know, said Tom. I don't see why the likes of thee, yeah, without a kin um, or exon leaving should go making free, yeah, with the shank or the shin. Yeah, the, my uh, father's, father's kin. kin. So, so hand, hand the, the old, old bone, bone over. over, Rover, Trover. Rover. Trover. Trover. <laughs> Though dead he be, it belongs to he. So hand the old bone over. There it is. I mean, you were doing it. Something like that. That's I don't great. Know. I, that's, it's, yeah, that's, that's an awkward one. It's an Sam's awkward one, but handle. Uh, it's also like he has so many like abbreviate like slang. It's it's more written. Boner. Boner in, makes it. Boner makes it in there. That's for sure. <laughs> Donor boner. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you, you know how like, like Tolkien's kind of established amongst the hobbits and he's like this class system and, and yes. Sam is mm-hmm. sort of like Frodo is his master, right? Yep, and he right. works for him. All right. He, he does make his language a little bit in this, a little bit mm-hmm. more... What do you call that? Less formal, yeah, more uh, uh, agrarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I thought that was interesting, and, and I think it's neat. You know, if we skip to the end, then and we, we move on. Um, let's see. They actually somewhere Frodo talks about you know um, that he's learning a lot about Sam Gamgee on this yeah, journey. Yeah, this is right? cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was first a conspirator, now he's a jester. Yeah, uh, he'll end up becoming a wizard or a warrior. Yeah, you know, I hope not, but I think they figured out that it's it's of Sam's own making. Yeah. He yep. came up with it in his own head. Yep, I've never heard it before. And Sam said it's out of. Well, Sam says mutters something inaudible, like he's kind of embarrassed. And Frodo's the one who said it's out of his own head, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. It's just so cool, yeah. man. Yeah, and it also shows how well Frodo knows Sam. Yeah, better than better than Pippin, better than Mary. Yeah, they're, they're so close. That's also a little insight. Yeah, it awesome. brings pretty cool. Okay, let's move on here a little bit. So they they can they follow the very track. That Gandalf and old Bilbo had taken on in the dwarves all those years, all those years before. Isn't yeah. it interesting that Thorin isn't mentioned by name? I thought that was kind of curious. Uh, Gandalf, Bilbo, and the dwarves. Okay, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It was interesting. Maybe oh, yeah. because his fate wasn't so honorable. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just know. thought that was weird. I was like, okay, well, he's a, you know, he's a big deal in the Hobbit, obviously. He's gotcha. He's you know king and. Just nothing here. It's interesting. Because well, we're dealing with all this history and all these names of people we don't know. Right. And we think, know Thorin was there. Right, yeah. I yeah, just yeah. thought it was kind of interesting. That's all. That is. You know, another interesting tidbit here, a connection back to the Hobbit, is they talk about Bilbo's treasure. They find the, yeah, they that's find right. the stone where, that's it, right. where it should be buried and things. Right. And uh, he gave it away because it was got by robbers. Yeah. And didn't so come by it honestly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> For a burglar, you know. That's, that's right. That's something. So there you go. There goes that, that whole myth that he's got, you know. Gold well, jewels. He does buried in his buried in his tunnels. Well, yeah, okay, buried. J O O L S. Yeah. Okay. So now they they get back. Um, once they move on, right? Let's let's move into this a little bit. They um, they get down to the road. Um, they were beginning to look out of place, or they were beginning to look out for a place off the road mm-hmm. where they could camp for the night. So they're mm-hmm. on the road now. Yep. Right. Um, and then as they're going on the road, get here a they start. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They get a little clippity clap. Yeah. Clippity clap, right? Yep, yep. Okay. And then faintly, you know, um, they catch this dim ringing, small little tingling bells. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that right. doesn't match what they've heard no, before. No, it doesn't. Okay? No, it doesn't. The ringing of small bells. Tickling. It doesn't sound like a black rider's horse. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah. And, and then and, and Strider, so they're, they're, once they hear that, right, they scramble off the road. They're, I imagine them just north of the road. I, I don't know if it was north or south, mm-hmm. but just kind of hanging out there and Strider starts to kind of smile. 
he's yeah. a little bit. Uh, um, this is good. This is good to him. Yep. The hobbits realize it's not a black rider, but they don't know what it could be. Right. But Strider does. Yep. You yep. know. Yep. And so he's happy to hear his, um, you know, an ally coming this way. Um. So let's see. Ah. So Strider actually runs out after he passes by to kind of meet him. Right, you see that part there, where he kind of jumps out. Yeah. And he calls out to him. It's also important too, like uh, uh when Frodo. So the rider's cloak streaming behind him. And his hood was thrown back. His golden hair... So we find out what he looks like here. His golden hair flowed shimmering in the wind of his speed. To Frodo it appeared that a white light was shining through the form and raiment of the rider as if through a thin veil. And so I actually... Great. The, the reason I want to point that out is because I missed that connection to the end of this chapter. I was like, well, who was that? I don't know. And this absolutely... And I also wonder too, like, okay, maybe he is dressed in white... And that's totally fine, whatever. Or is it also we're also seeing Frodo looking at him, and we know that in that in that uh, shadow world things look differently, mm-hmm. right? And someone who who is powerful and and majestic would appear, I'm guessing, the way he described him. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was curious, like, is he really dressed in white, or is that just how Frodo sees him? Yeah. Well, think about this. He's going sort of in and out, right? And what he's exactly. seeing is his, he's got this misty vision. At one point, we forgot to mention, but he's waving his hand in front of his eyes because he's losing oh his, my gosh, his sight. Oh, right. Right? And oh, it's, my it, gosh. During the daylight, it's, it's, it's almost like he was, he was hoping for sun. night. He was hoping yeah. for night because it well, was so... Well, that mirrors the Black Riders. The yeah. noon sun, they, they can't see anything, and they, at midnight is yeah. when, they, when they see clearest. You're right. Yeah. Um, man, dude. Okay. Wow. So this is one of your favorite characters bursting on the scene here. <laughs> my Govanen, here he is. Oh my That's gosh. Right. So I, I don't know. Calling I thought, out in the welcome. Yeah. Yeah, he calls out this welcome, right? Yep. Um, and they, they speak, you know, in Elvish. I na vedui dunadan. Yeah. My Govanen. Good. That's right. That well, really we got to practice. We got to practice. Job. I'll leave that to you, my the friend. Speech and clear, ringing voice as well. So not only the ringing of his bells. Right, and this yes. ringing as he comes riding in, but also his voice matches that—that that melodic sound, ringing of a voice. Okay, left no doubt in their hearts. The rider was of the elven folk. If you couldn't tell from every other mm-hmm. hint that you got, right? Right. Yep. Dude, this is this is the best, right? Okay, so um, hail, well met at last," said said the elf lord to Frodo. "I was sent from Rivendell to look for you. We feared that you were in danger upon the road." Yeah. Right, and so this is interesting how they how they come to this information. Um, then Gandalf has reached you, right? Right. No. Not when I had departed, which was nine days ago, said Glorfindel, right? Um, Elrond received news that troubled him. Some of my kindred journeying in your land beyond... Uh, Baranduin? Yeah, there you go. Yep. The um, Brandywine. Oh, the, Bar- the Brandywine, yes. Yep. Learned that, that uh, things were amiss and sent messages as swiftly as they could. They said that the nine were abroad and that they were... Uh, and that you were astray, bearing a great burden without guidance. Wait, is that um, Gildor? Gildor is the one who sent them a message. Sent the news. Okay, that's saying what I that thought. the nine were abroad, and yeah. that then that Frodo Baggins was bearing a great Thank burden God for Gildor, man. But dude, just the way that's worded, man. I'm telling you, like it gives yeah. me chills when I read it. You yeah, know, the nine are abroad. Yeah, because we yet don't understand the significance. Is, is this not? It's the first time that we've kind of heard the nine. I. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, Maybe I think have, so. I think so. But like, yeah, yeah. So that, to yep. me, sends a chill, right? That we have this great elf lord 
talking yeah. about the Niner abroad. We heard that you were bearing a great burden yeah. without guidance. Yeah. Gandalf was not to be found. Yeah. And they know, send out writers from Rivendell. I know, I mean, it's I'm amazing. just like, yeah. this is so badass. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this conversation, I just, I'm there. That's oh, why. Yeah. Like, okay, we first started like a couple months ago. I had read all the way to the council. So I'd read book one yep. just to get book one done. Yep. And uh, I, I, would, I showed up like the second day for episode two. And I, was and like, I walked oh in gosh, Lane's dude. house and I was just like, Glorfindel. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on a shirt. I'm going to put it on a it's shirt. Got, yeah, it's got I just you. love this guy. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, so anyways. Um, okay, so it was the, they're talking more, you know. Oh, here we go. Um, there are few in Rivendell. That can ride openly against the nine. Mm-hmm. But such as there were, Elrond sent out north, west, and south. Mm-hmm. It was thought that you might turn far aside to avoid pursuit and become lost in the wilderness. So it was my lot to take the road, and I came to the bridge right there at the... There you go. And, and so he, he left that token uh, nigh seven days ago. Yeah. So, again, I, I think they send Glorfindel on the road because he's the, he's the, the best of the best. Right. He, and, and so I wanted to read a little bit. Do you have, uh, we don't often go to the gateway, but I mean, some stuff on Glorfindel. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just um, just a little bit about him, maybe kind of get some, some history. Yeah, let me do that real quick. Because I, I didn't know all this stuff. And this is, again, why Lane and I want to dive into some of this Middle Earth history. Right. Because this guy right here is all I needed. Big time. I, all I needed was to, to learn more about him. And I was hooked. I'm like, we are going. Yeah. We're diving in deep. So Glorfindel is uh, one of the mightiest elves uh, of Middle-earth. It says in the Third Age, but pretty much of all time. Yeah. Um, he actually had... Sorry, I don't know. What's, what's buzzing there? I think, I think only we can hear that. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, sorry. One of the mightiest elves of, in Middle-earth. He's actually... He, he had a return from death, which he is did. pretty interesting. Yeah. He, uh, he, his, his spirit was... Um, uh, re- revived and he came back. So anyway, he was born in Valinar uh, uh, sometime during the year of the trees. So this is new Again, stuff this, to th- us. This is all though pre like during yes. the year of the trees. So so after the great um, lamps were taken yeah. away and like like they still the, the the Silmarils and things like that. So it's all around that time, um, you know, with with the Valor and and, and Valinor, yeah. which is which is just. A whole bunch of goodness that we're going to get yeah. into later. So after the exile of the Noldor, uh, Glorfindel's history is obscure. As a great follower of Turgon, uh, he was appointed chief of the House of the Golden Flower, one of the 12 houses of Gondolin. So he actually saw the fall of Gondolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a witness to that. During the ensuing battle on the streets, Glorfindel chose or was ordered to hold the great market from the advancing orcs. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it goes on. It talks about his re-embodiment and his return. Uh, his spirit uh, passed to the halls of Mandos, where he was waited uh, for, with the spirits of the other Noldor who had died during the war against Morgoth. But because of Glorfindel's noble actions in life, his reluctance at the exile, and his furthering of the purposes of the Valar by saving Tuor and Idril, he was re-embodied after only a short time. So just like amazing stuff Dude, that you don't even realize happens in Middle Earth. Right. right. He's literally sent to help Elrond. I mean, he yeah. is is sent there to they know that Sauron is out and about and that he is deceiving people. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they faced him, right? They they mm-hmm. did have 
the Great War, right? And and where the ring was lost. And he was he, actually yeah, yeah. And, he, and he was sent across the sea to Middle Earth um, by Manwe, uh, most likely in 1600 with the Blue Wizards. Right, I saw that. Yeah, there you go. And, and, That's and, right up your alley, dog. But again, he the, the Blues go far mm-hmm. east, and I think he stays in Rivendell. He's he has a role to play, and so he's just he is a boss. He's one considered to be a part of the fellowship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just kind of wanted to take a little pause and celebrate. Go off and Go off and Okay. Um, Pretty cool. Okay. So let's move on a little bit here. And uh, he talks about what's happening. You know, I've searched, I've searched uh, for your trail. Two days ago, I found it. I followed it over the bridge. And today I marked where you descended from the hills again. But come, there is no time for further news. Since you are here, we must risk the peril of the road and go. The five are behind us. And when they find your trail upon the road, they will ride after us like the wind. Right? Where the other four may be. Exactly. I do not know. Mm-hmm. He fears, though, that they may find the ford is already held against them. Yeah. Right? So, again, the same kind of um, anticipation that Eric or Strider had, he has that same fear. Yeah. Right? He does. Um, and this time, they're not, they're not right, uh, but it's, cl- it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. They're hard put to it. Okay. And then Sam is kind of... Um, he has this renewed worry for, uh, for Frodo. Uh, ever since the sun began to sink, the mist before his eyes had darkened. We're talking about Frodo. And he felt that a shadow was coming between him and the faces of his friends. Now pain assailed him, and he felt cold. Again, he swayed, clutching at Sam's arm. My master is sick and wounded, said Sam angrily. We, we haven't heard Sam get angry yet. But like he's like, you know, enough is enough. Here's Glorfindel. Let's let's get Frodo on his way. Well, hasn't he been hearing that there could be one in Rivendell that could help us? Absolutely. And so Sam just so says, "What are we waiting for?" The first one I see. Right. You know, he can't go on riding after nightfall. He needs rest. So Glorfindel caught Frodo uh, as he sank to the ground. So Frodo's like passing out and taking him gently in his arms. He looked in his face with grave anxiety. Briefly, Strider told of the attack on the camp under Weathertop and of the deadly knife. He drew out the hilt, which he kept, and handed it to the elf. Glorfindel shuddered as he took it. This is a powerful dude. When he takes this and he shudders, that's an indication that this is bad news. But he looked intently at it. There are evil things written on this hilt, he said, though maybe your eyes cannot see them. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, he tells him to keep it, right? And, And he says that, you know, alas... The wounds of this weapon are beyond my skill. He hasn't even looked at the wound. He just sees right. the weapon and no, knows right. that it's beyond his skill. Um, I will do what I can, right? but that we have to hurry now. Right. We have to hurry. And I think this is interesting. When he searches for the wound and he touches it, almost like a little bit of it felt good mm-hmm. on, on yep. for Frodo. It felt yeah, good that this lessons. elf lord yeah. was touching him and that, that heat, that light, that energy was working its, its own magic against the evil that you know, that wound was, was yeah. causing. A little warmth crept down from his shoulder to his hand and the pain grew easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dusk of evening seemed to grow lighter about him as if a cloud had been withdrawn. Yeah, that's, that's some amazing power. He saw his friend's faces more clearly again and a measure of new hope and strength returned. So just that little, you're right, just that little, I didn't catch that, just that little touch is, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, it's time to move on, right? Um, he says, Glorfindel says, it's time for you, you can ride my horse. Yep. Ask for it's super, in, it's, it's important that he does. Yes. Right? Okay. So, uh, Frodo doesn't want to, right? Because he doesn't want to leave his friends behind and things like that. But Glorfindel that says, it is. And I love that Glorfindel has the, has the wisdom to say that you, and with yeah. the, the ring that you bear. after us. 
right is what right. is keeping all of us in peril yeah, yeah. you know so you have you want to help us go right. you, you to yeah exactly yeah. going on ahead and yourself. will help us yeah, yeah. okay so again, uh, uh, Frodo decides. Okay, he presses on. I love it. And, uh, it says he has to that. He had no answer. Frodo's like, yeah, okay, got a good point. Yeah, and not, not much I can say. Time right. for me to go. I think the only other thing here, as we as we push to the Ford, um, Glorfindel gives them a, a good drink of some this like little liquor, right from uh, from his uh, his silver studded flask. It reminds right? me of the stuff that Gildor. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. And and they get a good, you know, kind of energy and, and things. So, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see. So, they after they've rested uh, less than five hours, you know, they took to the road again. Gorfindel is still urging them on and stuff. Um, yeah, I would just unplug it. Is that white lighting? Something's going on. Yeah. Not worth, I don't, still don't know what that is. We got too much technology, you know. What would Tolkien say Tolkien here? Tolkien would be so disappointed. There's so much technology, and it's making all sorts of crazy sounds and noises for us, anyways. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but we apologize. So, um, okay. It's the Black Riders. Yeah, it's the Black Riders. They're getting a lot us. of sniffing. Um, okay, so as they, they're, they're still working their way towards the ford, right? The hobbits were still weary. Uh, they set out again early the next morning. There were, many, there were still many miles yet to go between them and the ford. Um, they hobbled forward at the best pace that they could manage. You know, our peril will be greatest just ere we reach the river, Glorfindel says, right? For my heart warns me the pursuit is now swift behind us, and other dangers may be waiting by the ford. Yep. Okay. So, let's see. Um, they are hurrying forward, um, and they're basically out of nowhere, is when the, is when the riders kind of jump out after them, right? Yep. You know what I mean? So, which is, which is crazy, so... Wow, Lane's really running the show over there. What in the world I'm is going on? I'm trying to sync up our loud water. I can't get our loud water to come through. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, that's what you're doing. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, man. It'll be worth it. <laughs> It'll okay. be worth it. Um, so there was, there was still an echo, you know, as they're... Uh, okay, let me get to where they actually pop out here, right? Um. So the road's running down. In the late afternoon, they came to a place where the road went slowly under the dark shadow of tall pine trees yeah. and then plunged into a deep cutting with steep, moist walls of red stone. All right. Um, on the further side was a steep brown bank threaded by a winding path. And behind that, the tall mountains, the tall mountains climbed uh, shoulder above shoulder and peak beyond peak into the fading sky. Mm-hmm. There was a still echo as the following, um, as the following feet... And the cutting behind them, uh, a rushing noise as if the wind were rising and pouring through the branches of the pines. One moment, Glorfindel turned and listened. Then he sprang forward with a loud cry. Fly, he said, fly. The enemy is upon us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he knows right away, time to get the heck out of there. Yep. And, um, you know, he's telling Frodo to ride forward, you know, ride, you know, just ride on yeah. ahead. Right. Go. Um, right on, right on. He mentions it many times. This now. So crazy what happens next, man. Something that's interesting here is that Frodo, for some reason, mm-hmm. um, they seem to sit upon their great steeds like threatening statues upon the hill. So they're out there and we can now see them. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly he knew in his own heart that they were silently commanding him to wait. Yeah, he feels a strange reluctance. Right. So, to, so to, that to seizes him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, and so Glorfindel telling him to go, 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 go doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. They're working against right. Glorfindel. So who and does so he have to talk to? His horse. 
right. the importance of animals. And that's the thing I love about Tolkien, man. Right. Like he makes these these creatures are just as important as as the the humans, the elves, the hobbits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nuralim Asphaloth. Nuralim. Yeah. Yeah. So As- Asphaloth right is is the name of his horse, right? right. Asphaloth, right? Yep. Yeah. It's super cool. And this horse is is great, and it does. Um, it, it takes off, right? Um, so yeah, at a at a like blistering pace. as fast as the wind, right? Yeah, and, and it could out, it could outpace all of the black riders yep. easily, easily. Right? So it's it's those five, um, you know, is moving past pretty quickly. Now, Isn't it crazy how, cre- how how quickly he looks back and in one moment he sees his friends and the next they're gone? Yeah, like that's how fast he's he's moving. Right, exactly. Um, now, as he looks at them, he could, he could see them clearly. Now they they appeared to have yeah. This was interesting. Cast aside their hoods and their black cloaks. Mm-hmm. They're robed in white and gray. Uh, I think that's just because he's gone beyond yes. the veil, right? The, yeah, the shadow. Yep. And, and he's um, their swords are out with you know, naked with pale hands and helms um, on their heads. Their cold eyes glittered. Yeah. Right? They called to him with fell voices. Yeah. Uh, man, some scary stuff. But now Frodo resists. Mm-hmm. Even clear up until the end, he kind of draws his own sword and, and, and resists them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's see. He thought no longer the sword came. Okay, he shut his eyes and clung to the horse's mane. The wind whistled in his ears and the bells upon the harness rang wild and shrill. Uh, the breath of deadly cold, uh, the breath of deadly cold pierced him like a spear. Um, as with the last spurt, right, like a flash of, of white fire, the elf horse, speeding as if on wings, passed right before the face of the foremost right. rider. So he could feel his breath. Yeah, yeah. That's so, how close they were. Right. Um, and just, yeah. Now, I don't really get exactly how, I, I, maybe I missed it, but the part where he, there are five behind and then there are four in front, I thought mm-hmm. right there is where he passes by them. Were they actually ahead of him at the ford? Because that's maybe. where we are. Maybe. Right. Yeah. So I don't really know, but um, I don't know if they did. They take another path and cut ahead somehow. That's I, what I had yeah. in my mind. I'm not really sure. Yeah. What to, what to take a, a or if you guys are listening can kind of fill us in on some of that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, Frodo heard the splash of water. It foamed about his feet. Uh, you know, he felt the quick heave and surge as the horse left the river and struggled up the stony path. So yeah. he's crossed. Yep. Correct. A steep bank. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, the, the, the riders kind of hesitate here, don't they? They hesitate, um, but not for long. They're still yeah. trying to actually tell him to stop, mm-hmm. wait, come back to us. And do they, do they, maybe this is what it is. Maybe they hesitate because this is, they're, they're crossing a border here, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. They're crossing a border, and across this river is where, is, is, you know, it's elven territory. Yeah. And so you're going in. Because I was kind of confused about that before. In the movies, it always made me think, like, are they afraid of water, too? But no, we talked about that. They're not afraid of water. They go into the water. They actually it's end fine. Up going into the water. Right. Yeah. So, but in. rivers are often boundaries. So is this, a bound, is this river a boundary into the elven lands of... Which they're hesitating right, in, uh, like uh, you're, to we're, go we're, into. We're kind of technically going into, not Rivendell the city, but the realm of Rivendell when we cross here. Right. Like, this is, this is heavy stuff. Well, and we got to be ready to they battle. They were sent on a mission of secrecy, I think, a little bit, too. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so... Yep. Um, I think there, there's a, there's a bit of that, right? But yep. um, what I think is interesting too is as you know, he's kind of um, Frodo, like in this last great effort, you know, he set upright and he brandishes his sword. Mm-hmm. He says, "Go back, go back to the land of Mordor and follow me no more." Right? Um, yeah. Let's see. The riders halted, but Frodo had not the power of Bombadil. 
another mention of Bombadil. Yeah, kind of uh, interesting. So yeah. Bombadil has the power over the but Black Riders. I don't know. His enemies actually laugh at him. Yeah. In this harsh and like chilling laughter, and they're calling to him, "Come back to us." Yeah. And it's like a spell like thing. Like they're calling back to him, right? Yeah. Uh, the ring, the ring. They cry, right? To Mordor, we will take you, right? Yeah. But by Elbereth and Luthien the Fair. Frodo, with the last effort, lifting up his sword, you shall have neither the ring nor me. Then the leader, this is crazy to me, who was now half across the ford, stood up, menacing in his stirrups, and raised up his hand. Frodo was stricken dumb. Couldn't talk. His hand is extended. I almost imagine like this power. Oh, yeah. He's extended like towards spell. him. And his, his tongue is actually like cleaving to the top of his mouth. He could not speak anymore. How crazy is that, dude? Right, because they wanted to silence the spoken word. Right. They were done with that. Right. Because words have power yeah. in, this, in this world. Yeah. And, and so they wanted to silence him, and they, and they were able to do that. Um, his but, uh, sword also breaks and falls out of his shaking hand. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but now, the best part, right? Yeah. So at that moment, there came a roaring. <laughs> and and it's, a but rushing. it's interesting because the, the foremost rider actually sets foot on the shore. Yeah. Yep. yep. So he clears he's, the river. He's, clear. he's, he's yeah, on. He's there. It's just it's amazing. Right. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. This is the climax right here, baby. Well, and, and they're and Frodo kind of catches this like as he's as he's like overcome, drifting. He's like he's like passing out almost, right. and he's catching this in in these these snapshots almost. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, dimly Frodo saw that the river below them, uh, you know, was starting to rise. Right. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, you know, it's 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 rising, rising, rising. All right. He sees then through all of that. White flames seemed to Frodo to flicker on their crest, um, yeah. and he half fancied that he saw amid the water white riders among upon white horses with yeah. frothing manes. Yeah. The three riders that were still in the midst of the ford were overwhelmed. They disappeared, buried suddenly under the angry foam. Those that were behind grew back in dismay. Mm-hmm. So there's still some back on the other side. Yeah. These they see three overtaken. Because of the the basically it was what we saw in the in the show, uh, in the in the in the movies, those ho- galloping horses, right? This power that was coming through, uh, in 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 the river, and uh, then it's the lights behind. Yeah, it's this powerful, powerful light yeah. that Frodo sees, pushing the Black Riders into the river, and, and this, the flames and the and, and the this, torches. This white figure. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, like that, that, that white figure, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Who, who, who I think is Glorfindel. Gotta be. Right? Like Unleashing right. his power. Right. You know? Cause um, the, cause and you and the light that he, that, that, mm-hmm. that he carries with him. He's an elf lord. And the small shadowy forms, obviously. Yeah, this. And they had yeah. torches, I think. They yep. had, like, fire, because that yep. had worked before, and they were uh, pu- using fire to, to their advantage, and they had pushed the writers in. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah, they were filled with madness, and they leaped forward in terror, and they bore the riders into the rushing flood. He heard and saw, so he's, yeah. he's, he felt himself falling, and the roaring and the confusion seemed to rise and engulf him together uh, with his enemies. He heard and, saw and he no saw more. no more. Book one over. Book one over. So, man. Yeah, guys. Um, I mean, I'm reading that for the first time. I don't know if Frodo's dead, but I'm, I'm seriously worried about him. Yeah. Seriously worried about them, right? Yeah, me too. I mean, they do. How how long do they have to get to the to get to the to Rivendell? Yeah, I mean, is it is it far away still, or will they make it in time? Will they make it in time? Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, guys, I don't know that that I don't know. It wasn't that first half of the chapter, not as like exciting 
Hmm. You, you learn a little bit. Um, well, you almost think like you almost think like okay, we have this huge encounter with the Black Riders. It's just gonna it's gonna all the way. But there's this huge drawback. Right. Yeah. They draw back. They they um, you know they go back into the shadows and they're kind of left in this paranoia again. When will they strike? What's gonna happen? Right. Yeah. Reassessing the situation. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Ooh, crazy man. So, but essentially, they're defeated there. Yep. Uh, air quote defeated. Right. So uh, and, and and you know, next week we'll be looking at many meetings, right? Which is which is a yeah. so much fun. Um. So I don't know, man. You got any crazy. any other? I think we've gone over the cool connections. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, I think we definitely stopped and took time to go over the cool we connections. We did. We did <laughs> right out right out of the gate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, there's there's so much to unpack in that chapter. So much happens. You've got um. You've got all the details about uh, geographically where they are, yeah. what kind of countryside they're going through. You yeah. have Frodo battling the sickness. Right. You've got um, uh, your first time we see Strider kind of aloof and vulnerable at times. Not aloof, but vulnerable. Um, Maybe uncertain. You know, he seems so confident this entire time, right? Yeah. And here he is. He's like, well, we can't go too far north because I don't know those those lands. Mm-hmm. And the hobbits got to be thinking, what, dude? What? Well, we surely don't. Uh, we've got, you know... Um, some more history lessons, uh, both both ancient and then also kind of more recent in terms of Bilbo's adventure. Uh, still no sign of Gandalf. Hope that he might still be around, but um, you know when we interact with the Glorfindel, we realize um, haven't heard or seen him in in over a week. So yeah, uh, yeah, and then just drawing closer to Rivendell and having this encounter with with the Black Riders that. Um, Parallels. I mean, it goes beyond what happened on Weathertop. Yeah, yeah, it's, for sure. Like and like you said, that whole the the leader who we know is the Witch King. Yeah, always coming forward and then like taking his speech away, dude. Unbelievable. And that's just a, that's just a hint ahead of the power that we're gonna see him. Yeah, and realizing that this dude is and these guys are not to be taken lightly. They're they're serious. They go beyond yeah. like these these hoods just sniffing around for, for the mm-hmm. hobbits there. Yeah. Well, there's power. I mean, I think the power is increasing, right? Yeah. It's growing every and day. The boldness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, like yeah. you said, their willingness to maybe not stay as secretive anymore because they're togets. They're, they're toget. They're, they're target. They're honed yes. in on their target more. Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. they can see it clearly. What's the point of, of being so secretive? Like it's right here in front of us. Maybe right. we can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's wow. But that. then also like even more of these, um, forces of light kind of uh manifesting and us seeing more clearly who they are mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know and and then the powers of rivendell like well this elrond must be a pretty swell guy and we yeah. know you know i'm sure frodo knows all the stories about him from from bilbo right and bilbo's time in rivendell so right um yeah but yeah so cool <sighs> great little uh you know into into book one, yeah, and then even yeah. even Strider getting to go back to the place that he loves that yeah. that one little yeah. line that I mean gets lost in all this stuff that that's where my heart is. I'd yeah. love to linger there, but and now he's getting he's going to have some time there, yeah. so we'll get to see. I that tell you what, too. man, this this will be this is this is good because I'm actually excited that we've started this like back to week to week type of mm-hmm. thing because these next couple of chapters are ve- I'm very fond of, yeah. very fond of. I yeah. really like these; they're some of my favorites. Yeah. So, um, all right, guys, I think it's time to dive into the Bywater Post. Good lord. Woo. Still snowed under, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. And please send these to anunexpectedpod at gmail.com. Yeah. We've, we've got, I mean, a plethora. 
coming in through oh, yeah. the email, which has been great. So thank you everyone who, who responded and, and, and sent those or copied and pasted those from the Facebook page and sent those to us. So yep. we really appreciate that. That's a lot of help. I tell you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so let's see, we get one from, uh, from Sean, from Sean. Okay. Yes, sir. You want to dive yeah, in? This I'll one? Read that. Tackle yeah. I'll Hello all man. This feels like no time at all since I started listening to the podcast. In fact, from sending this message today, it will have been three days. <laughs> Holy cow. Since I started listening to this wholly unexpected podcast. Wow. Now, every adventure is nothing with many greetings. I'm sorry. Now, every adventure is nothing with many greetings, some sadness, and an ounce of West Farthing courage. In <laughs> fact, that's where this Tolkien story begins. Let's go. Let's hear it. I was about six when the Fellowship VHS arrived through the mail, and no one would give me the context for the film or even mention the books. Lord of the Rings started as a mystery fantasy blip for me that developed into obsessive reading and finding new appreciation for Norse mythology. Yeah, which was a huge influence for Tolkien. This is cool. From that point uh, forward, Lord of the Rings cultivated in me a passion for art, design, and finding inspiration for painting and illustration in John Howe, Alan Lee, and uh, in Games Workshop's miniatures range for both Lord of the Rings and Warhammer. This is sweet, dude. Mm -hmm. I think maybe he and uh, Warhammer time, Jake mm -hmm. Hodgson, should get together. Yeah. However, the most uh, important points I took from the trilogy and even The Hobbit was the bond it forged with my grandparents that raised me. My motherly grandma that passed away last July was a massive fan mm -hmm. of the BBC radio dramatization. Wow. Awesome. Adored Gollum and Saruman in the films, and I even got her to read The Hobbit in the year before she passed. Every time I think of her... I'd like to think that she's in a better place now, much like the rolling hills of the Shire. My grandfather used to read to me from the trilogy when I was little, creating some amazing memories that, that is so cool, that weren't forgotten and hilarious when trying to correct his Elvis. <laughs> uh, yes. The movies and gaming franchises even managed to help in fairly depressive teenage years as a connecting bridge to friends and role-playing game groups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, the works of Tolkien went beyond the page and influenced some of the best experiences I could ever ask for in life. It helped through some of the most, some of, some of the almost fatally darkest moments as well, from choices of profession, friendship, life lessons, and appreciation of the arts. There is almost no other piece of fiction that empowers or uplifts like LOTR. Amen. There's a realism of the darkness and hope in the world that only a war-torn and deeply loving man like Tolkien could have crafted from the idyllic country life of the hobbits to the lingering darkness of figures like Sauron and Saruman with their monstrous hordes. It's fantasy that's written with the best intentions and it comes across as being deeply human in, an complicated, in its complicated characters and philosophies when brought up. For example, Frodo and Gandalf's Gollum conversation in chapter three. Yeah, amazing, man. Mm -hmm. Rounding off, there's only so many times you can watch video essays or the extended box sets of the films. Only so much time you could spend by yourself rereading the trilogy every one to three years to find new perspectives, and I found the podcast on iTunes during that time. Following the unexpected pod is this year's structure of my trilogy reread, and excited to go on this journey with the guys and the group. No stranger to read along podcasts, thanks to the Outlander podcast. Shout out to Ginger and Summer. And you guys are right up there with them in terms of the high quality of the sound, group structure, and how personal you both are. 
It's amazing to see how far this podcast has developed in a short span of time. And much like the books, it's going to be a long but deeply interesting adventure. Cheers to that, my brother. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time. Hopefully, uh, I I haven't been um, too dour Mm -hmm. and been uh, worried about how much to add or say <laughs> kind regards sean fourth aerolingus beautiful message yeah. uh thank you for that sean that's uh co- amazing story cool connection to your grandma and grandpa yeah and your grandfather sorry yeah amazing man and he's so right he's so right uh like the way this story transcends just being a story how yeah. it- uh, you, we, you know, we've talked about it count, countless times and people who've written a Bywater post, same thing, like just how it can uh, can influence your life, can affect your life. Well, man, I think it's like we're, we're all more connected than we realize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's honest to God, something I've been learning as, I, I've, as I've done the podcast and the book club, yeah. you know, and learning from different people and, and just like, I don't know, man, it, it's people share where they're at. Like, I don't know, it, it's... I don't know. I know we've talked about Tolkien and, and like the technology and, and and things like that, but mm-hmm. I think you and I talked about like the use of it and, and yeah. he, he foresaw, I think the abuse of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like we've, we've been able to use it in a way that is very positive, yeah. you know, and uplifting and stuff yeah. like that. And so that's why I've always said to said this to Lane and I'll say, I'll say it time and time again to, you know, in the group and, and just in, in our lives in general, I, I like to reward positivity with positivity, mm-hmm. you know? And I just think, uh, this is awesome. This is such a, a yeah, good, uplifting, like Tolkien story, and it it it, uh, it lands with me, you yeah. know. So so yeah. I really so thanks, Sean. That that's, yeah, thank you, Sean. Yeah, that's that's so epic. Um, you know, hey, we were actually going to do one from your from your dad, but I'm I'm starting to think that next week is Father's Day. Father's Day. Do them both both do, next week. Yeah, talk to your dad. I'm gonna talk okay. to my dad, okay. and uh, you know, kind of get us a couple of different clips that we could maybe like it you know, listen to like, so, it. and then kind of go over that for father's yeah, day. So like there's a little plug, by the way, don't forget next week, uh, next week is father's, father's day. day. <laughs> so, uh, you Thank know, but uh, yeah, and make sure, you know, guys uh, send those again to an unexpected pod at gmail.com. I mm-hmm. kid you not, you know, if, if we get a couple shorter ones, we do a couple, if we get a longer one like this, you know, we just do kind of one or two. Yep. Um, but, uh, we want plenty. We, we'd love to have one for every single show. Love so to make them an entire episode. We would, you know, and, and, and eventually we might even do something like, like, you know, the one year anniversary or something and go back and, and, and read oh, them and cool. put them all together yeah. in some document or something oh, like that. You know what I mean? Cool. Kind of gather the stories of the fellowship that yeah. we're kind of forging here. So yeah, beautiful stuff. Ah, uh, man, I, I love it. I love the book club. I love what we're doing. I, I, it, it's, I, you know, I didn't realize before we started this, no joke, like, I never really paid close attention to like that. This is that the fellowship is two books, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And so this does feel like a nice little closure to that stopping point. Right? Yeah. Or, good stuff. Or, yeah. But you know, it's, it's, breath. it's a breath, right? Yeah, yeah. This, this rest point. Right. Yep. Uh, so I'm excited and, and it's cool that it worked out with the transition of us, you know, uh, in, in the, yeah. in the growth of our podcast. That's true. So that's and, true. And, we're and taking group. rest in Rivendell and we're coming out stronger, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. How about some strawberries with cream? Yeah, what do you got? Down as. Yeah. Uh, Frodo rode upon a noble steed, Asphaloth, this chapter. That's God is thinking. If you could ride one creature from Middle Earth, it could be specific or just in general, uh, what or who would it be and where would mm. you go? Wow, this is great. This is doesn't have great. to be a place in Middle Earth. It could be somewhere in Earth, Earth. Do you know? Hmm. I actually really do 
like Bill. I know he's right there, and it's an easy oh, to go awesome. to. I'm. So, I know. I know. It's. it's yeah. People might think oh, that's an easy one to no. go to, but for some reason, I just really enjoy mm. that character. I'll go ahead and say it. Like that's mm. Bill becomes a part of this, you know, journey, this great adventure. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think about the ripple effect that Bill has had on on all of this. Yeah. Finding those, helping preserve Frodo's strength. Yep. You know. By just avoiding those jolts, man, yeah. so that he could rise up and in sort of you know, um, yeah, you could almost say he's the tenth member, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it's uh, where would you go with him? Where would I go with him? I mean, I, if I could go anywhere, I would just up and down the Shire country. Yeah, I, I would stay right there. Yeah, and it's such a long yeah. way. Does it not feel like it's such a long ways away right now? Oh, it's it's insane, doesn't it? Though? Yeah, I no, mean, it feels like it feels like six months ago. Dude, it's it's I it's like we're literally on this journey. This is yeah. what's so when you get lost in this. I know. I'm I'm, I'm pleading with people. Who are I forgot Gandalf to, even existed. I know, man. I know. Just get lost in this. We don't have Gandalf. Gandalf's not an option nope, right now. He's out. He's out. He might be. He might be dead. I'm for clinging. All we know. I'm right right now. I'm clinging to Glorfindel like yep. no one's business. Yep. And I'm yep. so happy that he's there. I'm hugging you know? Strider, but yeah, I, I can see your I'm affinity just, for Glorfindel. I'm Sam. Sure. And, and Sam. That's Sam, true. Sam likes, he likes the, the elves. elves. So I'm like like some Elfie. That's right. So uh, I would love to have a, a beer with Bill Fernie. I mean, not Bill Fernie, Bill the Pony. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to go have a beer with Bill the Pony and then go beat up Bill Fernie. Sure. Um, I think I'd pick to for a, for something to ride on. I, w- I think I would pick Shadowfax. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I'd want to take Shadowfax to Kroger. <laughs> go get the groceries just real quick. It'd be the <laughs> fastest. It'd be like faster than Clicklist. So can you imagine how happy pretty Sarah cool. would be? Oh my gosh, dude! Be like, oh, Lane, we need, and then be a beep beep back yep that was it yeah yeah actually took longer to find the stuff but even he got me through there pretty quickly knows right. what he's going for <laughs> knows where the goat's milk is i don't know how thanks shadow box <laughs> gosh yeah so let us know who you know who who would you decide there's a lot of, we both picked um you know horses or ponies but there's lots of different creatures out there could have yeah. picked the eagles yeah for sure why here yeah. um you know maybe hop on the back of a warg sure maybe um i don't know one of the werewormers yeah in the hobbit yeah. it'd be kind of wild dirty yeah dirty ride smog you know, you know. smog could you imagine <laughs> can you that'd be hot uh, i'd have to go in my bikini yeah hey smog sure. could you not breathe on me you're making me pass out you know what i'm saying yeah um all right cool man wow it's good stuff well, it's time for uh, Share the Load, which we kind of already talked about at the beginning. We don't really yeah, need to plug we, that again. Yeah, we already talked about it, and we don't like to... Honestly, guys, we don't like to mention it a whole lot, and, and we always feel kind of... I don't know. Like, just, like, it's there. We just want, we want to make people aware of it, you know, and I think it's yeah, uh, it's fun. It, it makes it uh, a lot of fun for us to, to go on there and do that extra content and stuff. And, you know, part of this, too, you know, when we do Share the Load, um, the more people we do get on Patreon and in the Facebook group... And, and things like that. It is encouraging. I'll tell you that much. It encourages Lane and I, uh, and we respond to it because mm-hmm. that's you guys being so gracious and so kind and, and helping support us and helping mm-hmm. us upgrade things. And we want to get like, you know, for example, like we've talked about maybe doing an insulated, you know, type mm-hmm. of, um, what's, what's the memory, like the foam. We're trying to foam, mm-hmm. foam out. Ezra's really here. worried about the echoes. <laughs> we don't want any echoes. <laughs> well, I just like, we have, we have plans that we have actually, because yeah. we plan on doing this for years and years and years. Yeah, um, that's the goal. We want to give you guys some merch. We want you guys to be a part of the show. There's mm-hmm. eventually like a tier there in which you guys can kind of guide us through Patreon. Like you can vote on things. Mm-hmm. So there's there are perks there. Uh, that's all I'll say about it. We're done with like that. All right. Okay, time for some uh, weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. 
Weekly. That was hard to say. Weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. WWE. WWE. Wow. Weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Try one more time. Weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. Let me try. That's not bad. Let me try it. Weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. That was fast. Oh, I think I beat you. Weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. Farewells. (laughs) Bye-bye. I got you. I'm going to go you champ. You're the champ, dude. Hold on. One more. I got faster. I got it. it. See it. Weekly well wishes formerly Fortnite Farewell. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. I love this, though. I love this. It's like shadow facts, man. Uh, We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode will be digging deep into Chapter 13 or Chapter 1 of Book 2, Many Meetings. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, uh, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. He's the lord of all communication, after all. We'll see you on a... F- or no. Mm-hmm. See you next week. Yep. And remember, Frodo lives. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.